0: Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be my talk about improving clans and LFG. This is actually a topic chosen by a Tier 2 supporter of the channel. If you pick Tier 2 on Patreon or YouTube, you can actually tell me a topic to cover. And this was requested by Train. So we're going to be talking about ways they could improve uh, clans or LFG in the game. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, and you'd like to take advantage of VIP call-ins, we're going to be doing a VIP game night very soon. Or... The tier two to pick a you know make me do a topic go to sntrpresents.com for my patreon or just go to say to rage.com that brings you to the youtube click join pick from the tiers thank you to the people that have been doing that so the reason that i think people have been asking for this type of a topic or this type of thing covered is because if you've been playing destiny since destiny one it's notoriously lacked certain features and it's it's Promoted certain community solutions, whether it's an LFG website, LFG Discord, or uh, things like Dim. You know, these are all things that have kind of come in the wake of things that were lacking in Destiny 1 Vanilla. And then there were efforts made by Destiny, you know, by Bungie in Destiny 2 to fix some of those things or help some of those things but unfortunately hasn't gone over that well. If you are familiar with guided games or you're not familiar with guided games, either either of those scenarios is an answer to how effective guided games has been. <laughs> either you've interacted with it and it's been terrible or you haven't interacted with it because it doesn't really uh it's not really a solution that people interact with. So, I want to start by talking about mostly clans ways they could add more customization and then integration with clans because i do think clans are in a weird place they don't do much and they could do more lastly i do want to talk about in-game lfg it's a common request my position on it hasn't really changed and i'm going to to walk through why uh why i think the way that i do about lfg so first let's just talk about customization with with respect to clans you know and customization the only thing you can really customize is the 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 banner the, i'm sorry the flag itself you can let go and pick the artwork and then you can come in here and you can pick between different staffs which doesn't really matter i mean you, you don't you don't you, you almost never really see this but that's basically it i think it'd be really really great if the banner itself was integrated more into the game we chose these chevrons we chose that wolf that's basically the crimson valor uh shader colors that that slightly pink red with the black you know, those design elements and colors are already in the game. So I would love these these custom customization options to be more integrated into the game. It could inspire an emblem. I could throw on a clan emblem just because I feel like representing my clan. You could put the wolf head over here, some of the chevrons, and then the colors could match. So then my design decisions as a, as a, as a clan leader or a clan, you know, admin would would adjust or create uh, an emblem. You could also then have shaders, like clan shaders that are essentially pulling from those colors. You could go in and say, okay, we like the this color, this color, this color, this color, and it's clearly inspired by the colors chosen here. Obviously, I think you'd make it match, right? If Whatever colors you use on the actual banner would well, then inspire the shader. This, to me, wouldn't make it feel like, oh, I'm not in a clan, I'm missing out on loot, or I'm missing out on activities or bounties or extra sources of XP. It's purely an expressive thing it's the banner it's the it's the emblem it's the shader you could even look into emotes that could be incorporated with the clan staff or colors or the design you know you could put the clan banner down and it's blowing in the wind and Maybe you could have a different emote every season that gets unlocked at a certain tier of the clan you know like once you get so high on the clan rank, suddenly you have this emote that you can use so you you know if you want to have that sense of solidarity in strikes or public space or you know uh you know trials or whatever you can have that. Uh, and then where are your shaders? Where are your emblems? I think that would be really cool. I remember when they originally talked about clans, that was something they did. They had like a bunch of people standing around using the same shader. And so that's, that's just one layer that they could do that wouldn't make it seem like, oh, if I'm not in a clan, I'm totally missing out. That's, that's customization. But let's talk about integration because this is where you can overswing. If you give too much to clans, they become a necessity rather than like an optional extra thing if you want it. Uh, they become this thing that if you if you're not a part of it, you feel like you're completely missing out. And so you've got to be careful, I think, with with clan integration. Uh, be, I do think right now people feel like they're sort of less than in the game if they're not in a clan. They feel like they're missing out on the bounties, those XP, you know, bumps, and then you know, obviously the, the, those those weekly clan rewards. That's 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 extra loot in the game, and so you feel like, man, I'm 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 quote unquote less than because I'm not in a clan. So you got to be careful here The the XP bounties and the rewards, they honestly feel disconnected from my experience. They they don't even actually feel like they're connected to what I'm doing. I just periodically go to the tower and I have a bunch of rewards waiting for me. It doesn't feel like I'm doing anything to earn that. It doesn't feel like I'm, I'm a part of a clan and I'm getting rewards from the clan. It's literally like, Oh yeah, I got to go to Hawthorne and grab these, these engrams. So the the XP bounties and the rewards could be more integrated into the experience of the player. It could require you to do certain things. Maybe you can't even get the rewards from a certain activity unless you go do them. Maybe you gotta do them with a with the clan. You gotta be really, really careful here, though. If you ask too much of the player or you give too much of a reward, it could become really, really lopsided. It could be either way too exclusive, like, oh my gosh if i if I'm not in a clan, look at all the stuff I'm missing out on, so that's too exclusive or it becomes too tedious. I gotta do this i- I gotta do it with my clan mates. if I don't do it with my clanmates, it doesn't count, you know, and so then it's tedious you're 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 making the player and the play flow feel disrupted as opposed to being something complementary and extra. That's why I said, lean on customization unlocks, lean on things that something maybe resets each season so you go into your clan staff and these perks are mo- more focused on customization. Hey, you unlocked a second shader this season and it's it's only available for that season, right? Or you unlocked a second emblem and then you go and you can customize it and make it. If it's more about customization and expression, if it's more about the clan as opposed to being about the game, the activities, or the rewards, I think Bungie could do a lot more with clans as opposed to saying, oh, you know, it's just this extra thing and you go to Hawthorne, you get extra loot, and you get extra perks and, and then I mean somebody has taken the time to make these clan you know these clan staffs every every season so some I mean somebody's making these things so you could make I think more and again have it reset seasonally and as long as it's more in the realm of customization and expression it wouldn't make people feel like they need to be in a clan or they're missing out on everything in you know half the game or half the season lastly let's talk about LFG. Since Destiny 1 an in-game LFG has probably been one of the top five requests from the community, in-game LFG, uh, you know, give us the ability to go to the tower, click a button and find groups. Um, I think people are underestimating just how much guided games was meant to be that, and it doesn't do a good job. I think that's an indication and a clue to how successful an in-game LFG would be. So, I agree with the premise, and I'm on your side, that the game should have an in-game LFG. However, I think it's been way too long, uh, and it would not have a very, very balanced funnel. I call it the dissonant, uh, it's a dissonant funnel. If you go do guided games right now, it's, it's overwhelmed by people that have no clue what they're doing, and there's not enough people in there that know what they're doing. You don't have a lot of leaders, people that can be the guide, right? You don't have enough of those people. Why? Most of the player base, after the last five years, they have found their end game solution. Maybe they're in the LFG Discord. Maybe they use the LFG websites or the Bungie app. Or maybe they have a clan. Or they just have a, a group of friends and they love to raid and their schedules line up. You know, or if, if they've found all those solutions over the last five years, Guided Games isn't even on their radar. It's like, I don't need that. And I think those same people would do the same exact thing if you put in-game LFG. I think they'd look at it, and they'd be like, man, I, I don't need that. I have a solution over here. The same way I think that most of them looked at guided games and just sort of shrugged at it. So you end up with a lopsided funnel full of needy players and not enough experienced players. And I don't say needy in a mean way. There are people that need help. They're looking for a team. They're looking for some help. And you know, they'd be, they'd be willing to listen and take instructions. But there's just there's a disproportionate amount of them in that funnel. I think that an game LFG would suffer the same fate, and it would be Really, really not worth incorporating it. Because you got to think if they're going to incorporate in game LFG, somebody's got to develop that, test that, set it up. You got to make it to where at least it requires a microphone to even interact with it. Like maybe there's some form of like, you got to say something so that the game is like, okay, you actually have a mic plugged in and it actually is working. You can now access this menu system. There'd almost have to be literally a voice activation in the game. You would need to speak in order to go in there. I know some people would prefer to use Discord, but at the very least, if you're going to be using something in-game, you're likely going to need to be able to be... you're going to need to be able to talk to the people in-game. So, I am not against an in-game LFG... I just don't see it as being a good priority right now, given how long it's been. If we were back in the second year of Destiny 1, I would probably be in more favor of this. I just think it's been way, way too long. There are other in-game things and quality points they need to add. Uh, matchmaking and and better you know, entrance points and accessibility points, better loot structure. I don't, I don't see that being a high priority. Uh, I wouldn't be angry if they put it in there. I would just be concerned everybody would turn around after a month and be like, well, that Was a total waste the engagement's bad the success rate's bad and it's mostly inexperienced players and all of the experienced players are continuing to use their solution you know somebody said oh but lono people would be like well i'm at least gonna try it i've been using offsite lfg i'm at least gonna try it right when you have a solution that's worked for you for so long and you try something else the danger is If you try that something else, you don't have a lot of trust in it. So all it takes is like one or two bad experiences and you're going to be like, I'm just going to go back to my other solution. I think that's another possibility that would be likely to happen since we are so far down the road. They'd be like, my clan and friends list or offsite LFG has worked just fine. I had a bad experience the other night with in-game LFG. I'm never going back so as always we're going to transition to q a if you want to submit questions you do need to be a supporter or a patron of the channel uh, if you if you're a patron you use discord or if you're in chat you got to be a youtube sub there but they're both options for you uh, if you want to take part of the vip call and we'll be doing that after q a as well as always if you're listening or watching in all the other locations please like share and subscribe you're listening to or watching other episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be the Q&A session that followed my talk about improving clans and LFG and Destiny. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, maybe you're on Spotify, those are all great places to listen to this content, but you can also catch me live Monday through Friday at ragecom I'm usually live on YouTube Monday through Friday during the day. If you want to take part in these live as well as all the other benefits, you can do that or join the Discord. Uh, and we're going to jump right into the Q&A. We got a uh, handful of questions already, and Na Painter is kicking it off. It says with clan perks, trying to incentivize playing with clan members. Do you think one of the higher perks should be related to Grand Master, extra Ascendant Shard uh, if Platinum with a clan fire team? You're getting really specific, and I'm glad you are because I think this is this is a good example, almost like a test case of something I was talking about in the video. If if you give too much, or you or you ask too much. I think it starts to work against the grain of how clans should function. Uh, and what I mean is this. You're basically saying you have to run Grandmaster with your clan. And then you're giving what is a pretty low, low drop rate currency. It's a very rare currency in the game. It's not around a lot. There's only you know one, one or two places you can really get it. Cause I think they updated trials or they plan to update trials uh to where those should be, you know, dropping. Oh no, they do drop. I'm sorry, they dropped from flawless. So not a lot of places to get them. And you're giving people an extra one. Now, in principle, I don't disagree with what you're saying. The idea if clanmates go up in you know, clanmates go up into Grandmaster Nightfall, you know, they deserve something for that. I just worry. I read this and I think, yeah, that seems fair. But then I worry, in practice, it might be doing two things I wanted to avoid in my video, which was asking too much of the player and then being too exclusive. Um, How many players... You'd have to really run the numbers here, right? How many players are in a clan that they run... Grandmaster Nightfalls with regularly. Or a better way to ask it would be Grandmaster Nightfall completions. What percentage of those are with people in a shared clan? It might actually be really high. It might actually be really high because you're gonna tend to gravitate toward your clan mates and your and your normal people that you play with. So then the second question would be, is the reward too exclusive or you know, is it is it too much? I would say logically, no. I think it's completely you know logical to say oh you're going into grandmaster as a clan here's something a little bit extra now somebody else might push back and i think this would be a legitimate pushback and they might say now hang on a minute you didn't do anything extra in grandmaster you literally just went in with your friend and you guys are in the same clan you happen to be in the same clan why do you deserve an extra reward that's where I think the rubber starts to really, you know, hit the road, or I think that's where the rub is, I think is a better way of saying it. That's where the rub is. Why do you deserve an extra reward? You didn't do anything extra. You didn't do anything more challenging, you know? So in my talk, I said, make it about the clan itself, not activities, not rewards. But maybe there is something that you get if you do Grandmaster with your clan, you get something for the clan a cosmetic reward, a level up so you get another shader that you can unlock for the clan. Like, you know how I've always been saying you should be able to rotate shaders so their color application changes? What if every season you could create... You know, a new shader, right? You could pick maybe some new colors for your clan, or maybe you like the current one, so you leave it alone. But maybe every season you get to unlock four total shaders. It would just rotate the shader e- each time. So you'd get all four potential color applications of your clan shader, right? And so then it's about the clan, it's about the expression and the customization. It's not about, oh, you went to a website, joined together in a group and ran the same content as me, but you got double the rewards. Why? It wasn't more challenging or it wasn't harder. You didn't do anything extra, you know. So this is where, right? This is where I do think if 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 you're going to if you're going to try to improve clans, there's two dangers. You make it too tedious or too exclusive, and I think the way to avoid that is to focus in on the clan perks and benefits resetting seasonally and being way, way more about the clan itself and the expression of the clan. So it's 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 more cool, it's more cool customization than rewards and activity based. Pancakes and maple syrup just upgraded to a Rageless VIP. Thank you for doing that. A lot of people are gonna are, have been doing that both today and yesterday uh, because of the perks that come with VIP. You get early access to Q and A. You can take part of VIP call-ins. And then next week, we're going to have our first ever VIP fight night, Friday, August 7th, around 8 p.m. Eastern. We're going to be playing that new game, Fall Guys. It launches on uh, August the 4th. So it should be a good time. That'll be a regular thing we do uh, on the channel. Anybody can watch and hang out that night, but we're going to restrict playing to the VIPs because I really appreciate all the uh, crazy support lately. We're we're restricting other things for Tier 1 as well. If you're like, I'm just doing the $5, you know, am I not cool? No, you are cool. Tier 1 has more benefits now than you did on Twitch. You get more perks in the Discord. You get Q&A. You get Q&A in Discord before we go live. That's something that we didn't do on Twitch, so. Beyond Hope. What could Bungie change that might incentivize running strikes, raids, and PvP with clanmates over running with blueberries? Also, why do you think we have to uh, be steam friends in order to see our clan members online status. That's probably something that happens at a steam level, uh, like at a network level. Cause every once in a while I'm showing offline, I back out and I have to like sign back in. Um, so it'll likely it, it, it I believe, I believe it, uh, it, it does that at a steam level. I don't think that's something that, that Bungie can, uh, can it can adjust now maybe they can i don't know um but i do think that that's something at a at a at the steam level like you're not online you're not visible if you're not friends maybe they could update that maybe they could figure out a way to fix that because that probably is pretty annoying um you know you you're like hey are you on are you on are you on and you can't tell um because you know maybe you're trying to keep your friends list kind of small or something so the, uh, as far as like, how do you incentivize people running strikes, raids, and PVP with clanmates or running blueberries? I feel torn here. And the reason I feel torn is whenever the bounty was like, run this activity with your clanmate. I'm like, well, none of my clanmates are on right now. You know, I'd be running with people from other clans. It's like, that's, that's not helpful. Right. Um, but then it's like, isn't isn't that the point, right? Isn't the point of having clans and a clan NPC to drive people to playing together? So, I don't know the right answer here. Cuz whenever I go to play the game, the last thing I want to say is, "Oh wait, we don't have anybody from the clan right now." Or, "I don't have anybody from the clan right now. I don't want to play with you guys. I don't want to run, you know, this strike or nightfall or raid or dungeon. I I need to find a clanmate to play with." I don't know. I, I end up feeling like that doesn't that doesn't serve the purpose it's setting out to serve. Um, so, but then as I said in my video, I feel like the XP, the bounties, getting those ingrams from Hawthorne, it all feels disconnected for me. I don't. I don't. I don't feel like I'm actually doing something with the clan. Um, so maybe there'd be a better way of doing it. Like whenever you go to the clan page here or maybe whenever you go to the you go to the, the, the clan NPC it could show you what people are doing it could show you know what who's doing the most uh, maybe the more you do for your clan you you get some kind of a, a benefit or something I don't know um, again I just keep coming back to if it's too tedious or too exclusive then people will generally not engage with it and unfortunately, unfortunately, that's just kind of the the catch-22 of clans. If you create clans and you're like, well, why would I join a clan? And you create a bunch of great reasons and an impetus to be in a clan, you run the risk of people being like, well, if I'm not in a clan, I miss out on everything, right? Then, as the logic follows, once you're in a clan, wouldn't you then therefore motivate people to play together and do things together? Well, yeah, sure. It's a catch-22. Like, you're as soon as you're in a clan or, or as soon as you give reasons to join a, cr- a clan there's the risk of exclusivity as soon as you're in the clan there's the risk of making it being like tedious like oh you can't get this reward unless you run this with this person um, and I think understandably I, the clans just come with negatives there's pros and cons and we just have to accept the fact that if clans are going to be in the game, the benefits are going to make people feel kind of, you know, kind of stiff-armed, like, oh, I'm not in a clan, I don't get the cool stuff, and if you're, if, you know, if you are in a clan, that's another that's another pro and a con. Well, I can get extra rewards and extra stuff, but it's a little tedious, I have to, like, make sure I play with my clan instead of my other buddies or something. Um, so, yeah. I, I think we have to accept the good with the bad. If you're going to add clans, it just comes with some of those things. You know? sensory fern should we be able to join more than one clan some of us want to stay loyal but we need to find people to play with this is a great you know greatly timed question because it logically follows that if you're going to do clans they need benefits if you're going to be in a clan it should motivate you to play with your clanmates. if there's going to be clans it should probably be like no you can only be in one clan at a time I feel like that's just a lot th- th- those are all logical and reasonable uh considerations and statements um it, there's to me it defeats the entire purpose if you can be in more than one clan. Uh, that 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 I don't know. That feels like it defeats the purpose. So, Hitman, I think it all comes back to a daily weekly incentive. Clans, strikes, crucible all need more rewards for daily play. I feel once we get our weekly pinnacles, uh, playtime consists of very little incentive. Well, and this is something I've talked about with when you hit max level the whole game should change. As soon as you hit 1050, this entire game director should change. It shouldn't, it shouldn't be about milestones anymore. If you do slot leveling, then there's no need for milestones anymore. It should be about loot pursuit. Either daily targeted items, like right now today, the daily targeted item is the dire promise and Crucible and it's the, you know, it's the spare rations and the and strikes and it's, you know, a shotgun IIO, it's, you know, it's a sniper on the moon, all those milestones should become daily targeted items, so you still have an incentive to go and, and interact with a variety of content, but it's based off what, you know, what you're wanting to, you know, find. The reward should be for the clan, my rewards are my grind, uh, the clan activities should be rewards that the clan shares that shows achievements. Yeah. Yeah. I... I don't know clan alliance I mean (sighs) clan alliance just sounds like you're trying to get around the limitation on size is all you know what I mean it's like well we have 75 members and you have 60 members we can't combine clans but we can form an alliance like at that point why not just increase the number of you know members in a clan, you know, limit, increase it to 250 or 300, and then let clan mergers happen, um, I mean, I, I, I guess as I say that, that could be a really good solution, Bungie you could say, look, uh, you know, if, if you're having a hard time getting in a clan, we've added this way of finding a clan, and then, if you're in a clan, we're increasing size and, and allowing for clan mergers, um... So, I, I don't even know, is there a way to, I, since I'm in a clan, can you just come here and search for a clan in-game, or do you have to do it on the website? I wonder if there's a way for them to do that, like really streamline that uh, that process. You, know, you go into the menu, click look for a clan, they find one with people that play around your region in time. Oh, you gotta use a Bungie app, okay. So, you know the daily weekly incentives definitely need to be completely updated and you know and i and i think i think clans and their rewards could be pulled away from all of that and be you know be more about the idea that you're unlocking stuff and, and, and cool things for your clan, not getting like XP bounties and rewards. That, like I said, there's two ditches you can fall into here. Well, actually, you can fall into them at the same time. You know, it's either too exclusive or too tedious, or both. You know, you c- it could be too exclusive and too tedious. So, formal logic. Are there any incentives that should be provided to people who choose not to join a clan? Right now, you can get seven shards and one pinnacle for being in a clan. I don't see any value add to being in a clan, so I miss out on those perks. Well, it depends on the clan that you join. I mean, if you join a clan that is full of people that play around the time that you do, they play the activity types that you do, that's actually helpful. It's actually really helpful because now you're just increasing the number of people you could potentially play with in a given week. If you just join a clan just for the shards and the pinnacle, well then, yeah, I tend to agree with you. You're not really in a clan for the sake of a clan and community. You're in a clan j- to, to get some currency. Um, so, I, I don't know. I feel like there's a pretty big difference there uh, between the two motivations and... That's why you would need to find or I don't know if the system is good at this. I've, I've never looked for a clan. I don't know if the system is, is is set up in a way where you can find people that it's like, hey, we did an analyzation of your play habits and this clan has lots of people that play in your region and around the times that you play. Great. And you get in there and you meet five or six dudes that are just regularly playing the same time as you. I don't know. I feel like that's a, that's a, good, that's a good benefit. You know, if this is one of those things where if you if you don't really need it cuz you have tons of people that are that are playing when you're playing on your friends list, then you might like just kind of shrug at it, you know. It's called Destiny LFG PC Discord. Yeah, and if you use that and consistently end up landing with similar teammates and similar people, you know, see if they have a clan or start your own clan ambassador program so you can join another clan as a kind of ambassador for your main uh, and you earn points for both clans so you always have people well I mean are are you a clan ambassador or again you're just calling it something else but you're still allowing dual membership you're calling it a clan ambassador but you're basically saying you're in two clans at once you're just just calling it something else that's all (laughs) Mr. Salt Shaker, Lona, what do you think about growing clan size and having uh, more ways to rep fight for your clan? Clan co-op events in game, cosmetic rewards uh, of your clan logo, and clan wars like OG Cod Days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, clan wars were so frustrating in Call of Duty because there were so many cheaters. Uh, There were so many win traders. And so they would basically, you know, it, it tracked your clan's wins and they would go in and win trade. So they would have, you know, 18 members, and if all 18 members were playing and winning games, you would know the rhythm of points that they could possibly get if they were absolutely killing it. And they would get enough points, they would have like, in an hour, they'd get credit for like 50 wins or something, and you're like, that's not even possible, uh, even if you literally just go on a win streak of, of, a, of insane, you know, insane proportions. That's not actually possible. There's not Mathematically, games don't go that fast. So, the Clan Wars got kind of frustrating because of the cheaters, but I like that idea. That was actually pretty cool. Um, so, yeah, you could have co-op events in-game, cosmetic rewards with your logo, uh, you know, growing clan size. If you're trying to get people into clans, there could be a cool event that they do like that, where, hey, you have been pitted against six other clans of similar size and and similar, you know, region and and, and player habits. Because obviously, if you have like some really crazy committed clan of 50 people, and your clan of 50 people doesn't play as much, you're gonna get shellacked. So it would be like size and, you know, and player habits and they they pitch you against those six clans. And basically, it would be like it would be like Guardian Games. While you're playing Strikes or Crucible or whatever, you're seeing points go up that then you can, you know, in, in um in call of duty it was broken up by game mode you'd be like oh we got to go play we got to go play team defender we got to go play search and destroy we got to go play headquarters and win re- games in that game mode and so you'd break it apart same here be like you got to go run strikes we got to run nightfalls we got to run raids uh, we 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 need points in all those categories that might drive people to be like hey that looks like a pretty cool event i am uh, i'm going to try and get in a clan and if Bungie were to do that, I do think you'd want to streamline clan joining. Like, it would need to probably be in the game. Necrogen. What are your thoughts on a new clan space down in the city? Bungie could do a community event where we donate materials to make the new building there uh, where our clan resides. Well, this actually pairs really great, really well with the last question because this would be a great way to get people to... Um, to be interested in a clan. So they would be taking part in the event, helping build this, you know, this new clan area or arena or whatever. And then after it's all said and done, they could be like, "Okay, now we're launching this clan competition or something." And if you do that, then you have people give it you give them time to be like, "Okay, I want to get in. I want to get in and say, you know, I want to be in a clan." And you got like a month while the, con- while, the, while the event's going on and then they find one and then, I don't know, to me if I'm Bungie, I feel like you kind of want lots of people in clans because you feel like you have more people to play with, you're less likely to take breaks and, and walk away from the game you're more likely to buy the next season because you're having fun uh, so I, yeah, I, I, think, I think clans could be utilized for an event like this and then Bungie creates a streamlined in-game process to get people into clans um I, stuff like that generally is always always good uh, for the game yo cat thank you for joining uh, the rageless tier 1 click on the join button enjoy the emotes and the perks in discord appreciate you barrett should clans get tangible goals to go for a long-term that players can interact with? Example, a clan social space where you hang your achievements and interact with your clanmates in-game. This pairs really well with a lot of what I was trying to say in my video, which was make it about the clan and the expression and less about extra xp extra currency extra gear extra blah 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 it if it's about the clan and the expression and this pairs really well with what necro said like create the create the space this is your little hangout and it looks different for you because you're in the clan um now obviously no one can go in there and see it they'd have to like join your fire team it's not like we, we we don't have infinite space in the game so you can't like go down to some part of town and literally walk around and go into you know thousands of rooms that are all set up you know what i mean that are that are all uh, all set up for for people to you know see your space it would look that way for you it'd be your instance And kind of like the tribute hall. So maybe the tribute hall was an experiment, you know, that they could, they could use to, to, to fuel an idea like this. Cause then again, it's not about, oh, I got extra engrams and currency and extra rewards. It's, I have a place to express myself. And I think that's a better, that's a better, and that could be a seasonal motivation, right? That could be a seasonal motivation. Every season your room, your room gets reset and your your perks get reset and you know, you got to do it again and then Bungie would obviously have different cosmetic things each season in line with what we're doing. So during you know, during Vex offensive, you would be going back to that room and decorating it with like, you know, Vex pieces and parts and heads and weapons. Uh, as you get certain weapons, maybe, or as so many people make, if, if you grinded for so many optatives, they hang an optative on the wall, you know, things like that. And you do the same thing during season of dawn, you know, you have all those weapons hanging on the wall and then you have, uh, you know, things from the cabal, like trophies and stuff from sundial that you put in the room after so many sundial runs for the clan. Um, I don't know. I I feel like that would be a a really, really good way for people to feel like I'm not just like part of a group of people, but like it's giving me something tangible to see, uh, to work on, you know, all together. MG Avenger. Clan perks have always felt less than important besides a few, but I think the core of the game restricts its growth. Do you think that clans have a spot unless the game as a core gets overhauled? Well... I actually don't think you need to overhaul the game. Let's read off the clan perks. Increase public event rewards. Completing a weekly Hawthorne bounty awards mod components. Completing a clan vendor challenge awards enhancement cores. Earn a bonus trials token when winning trials matches with clanmates. That one's actually kind of nice. Uh, unlocks an additional weekly, or ba- weekly bounty um, from Hawthorne. I just still feel that you just retool all of those to be cosmetically driven expressions and, you know, emblem, shader, emote stuff like that. Maybe even a a seasonal sparrow, ghost and ship that's very generic but like it's it's plasters your stuff on it. It, Like this wolf and chevron and all that it smacks it on the ship so then you can have you can literally be head to toe you know, representing your clan um I, th- th- that's where I would go. I would get away from it being reward based, you know. Maybe add an ammo distributor in the room so people don't have to go to the tribute hall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe not even restricted to clans, though, Ronaldo. I would like the ability to go to the tower and refill my ammo. I think we need a, I think we need a a purple, green, and white brick distributor in the tower. So, uh, it, it, I go to the tribute hall so much because um, you change your weapons around because you're going to go do something. I run the sword for the contact public event. And then when I leave and go to do something else, I might take the sword off. When I run the that daily story mission that's called what's it called? Interference. I don't like running swords for that because so many of the, you know, the bosses with the shriekers mainly, you can't really use a sword on the shrieker. So I switch and then I've I've gone into interference. I've gone into interference and I've forgotten to get ammo and it's terrible you're like, oh man, I switched my load out, go to run interference, and I have like four shots in whatever heavy I go in there with, and so I typically go to the tribute hall, you know, before doing certain activities, and I th- just put them in the tower put those ammo, put those ammo bricks in the tower, or you could start you know, start encounters with flags that are just automatically there you know, I go to run that interference mission, or a strike, or whatever, and there's just a flag there at the beginning for me to hit so I don't have to worry about this Loading in with full ammo is likely something they've never done for particular reasons. Uh, I'm thinking exploits, because there'd probably be a way to trick the game into giving you ammo that you don't you don't deserve, right? You just keep leaving and coming back in or something. I'm not saying it would be a primary issue to be concerned with, but more than likely being able to just keep landing and getting armor the ammo, I'm sorry. The way that we instance and reinstance when we go from one section to another, there could be exploits that could potentially come from that. Um, that's more than likely why you don't land with full uh, full ammo. Sven says, "What do you think about clans being able to represent themselves more throughout the game? Clan symbols on armor, sparrows, guns. This is where the shader idea I think could really really come into a a, a fuller feel because of the the uh, the uh, the, uh, the the iconography in the game." the iconography no it's iconography i always say it right and then i doubt myself if they added more obviously in black ops if you remember playing that if you give people too much freedom they're just going to take all the artwork and clip art and they're just going to make like genitalia like that's just generally what people do <laughs> they're like yeah i'm going to make a i'm going to make a dong right that's just what people do so you got to be careful if you give people too much creative freedom they'll figure out a way to make you know, something, something dirty, (laughs) and then it's on your chest and, and it's on your armor and it's in the game. It's on their emblem. But I definitely think that could be a very, very cool element here to, you know, maybe even put the name of the clan somewhere, you know, have it like running down the leg or of the armor or across the chest or the back or something. And, the wolf and the chevrons are there. I mean, they already do this, right? There there there's there's Crucible armor that already does this. They take it's very clear if you look at the armor in the game and look at all the Crucible stuff, you always see these birds showing up. The the the, the two birds right there on that chest piece, right there on that mark, you see? You could do something very very similar. You would pick the icon that you feel like best represents your clan. And this is where Bungie could add just like a bunch of generic clip art, wolves and lions and, you know, basically animals. And then you could have other elements like, obviously the sun is taken by, um, you know, Trials of Osiris, but you could have, you know, stars and planets and, you know, all these different things that you feel like represent your, you know, your clan. And then that's something that you could revisit every season. Well, last season we really liked having the wolf, but this season I want to I want to slap a bird or a lion on there, and so you change your emblem, you change your thing, and then as you unlock tiers of the clan, you get those shaders, you get those things for customizing your player. Um, yeah, you can customize the banner on the on the page. Uh, Light leap. I'm talking about really, really la- like expanding on that. You know lots of icons in there so you can't move them around to make something you know dirty or you know and then you could go you know because if you added like a hundred different animal pieces of clip art and then a hundred different like guns or because maybe you just want swords on there you know maybe you want a rocket launcher or maybe you you know maybe you want a mountain I don't know but if all that generic clip art's in there and then it, it can be it can be shown here well then it can be just like the bird on all the crucible stuff it could be emblazoned on the armor you know you see here he's got that lion on that on that upper shoulder uh, upper shoulder there on the righteous on these gauntlets uh, the ornament that I'm wearing is from this season the siege break gauntlet ornament and are those turtles what are those right there? I don't even know. Those look like turtles, and sla- like he's got he's tracking his kills over here or something. Yeah, it would be like armor decals, exactly. It'd just be one more way to make uh, clans more about uh, customization and expression. Darksider. do you think a system close to Warframe Dojo is where players are given a space, and by using mats they can expand and build the area? As a reward, they could craft weapon and armor. Uh, not perks or stats, just pure looks. This, again, is where the shader could come in handy. You know, you're investing in the clan, you're investing in your little dojo and expanding it. And then you get, uh, you get a shader or you get a universal weapon ornament that you can put on any ornament. And it's like dangling off the side and showing your clan. Um... in a a similar fashion to what you're saying right? you're not crafting weapons and armor but you could have things that you unlock and again you reset it every season Um, you know and Bungie could do something really really cool with this what if every season they added design elements that you could only use for that season so during um, Season of the Worthy there would have been all these design elements that were Warmind and Rasputin inspired and so you could change your clan's you know, staff and emblem and shader to match the theme of the season if you wanted. And then the next season, see now we're in, you know, uh, season of arrivals, the pyramid ships and the pyramid weird ship for contact, public event and heiress and the darkness. You could have all this iconography that matched the theme of season of arrivals. And you know, if you're, if you're, clan was so inclined they adjust they adjust their banner which changes all the shaders and the decals for that season that you have to unlock as you play you know those are other things I think they could do LL brood how high tier of loot should one get from completing hopefully new and higher difficulty clan bounties two prisms seven prisms ascendant shard when reaching level six these materials and loot should give people a reason to not always live on LFG This is that fine dance, right? Where if you put really, really great stuff in there, it feels too exclusive. I have to be in a clan. Clan doesn't feel optional anymore. The best way to get all the loot is to be in a clan, right? Um, And as you're saying, oh, we want to get people off LFG, we want to get them into clans. I'm going to say the same thing to you. I've been saying all morning to people that are suggesting ideas like this. You got to be real, real careful. And I think cosmetically driven expression rewards is a better route to go. Um, dark says the ship for the public event is the same shape that spawns after the last boss of garden of salvation oh yeah that thing that opens up the treasure room or is the treasure room one of those things do we go down inside it uh it spawns after the last boss of garden of salvation yeah 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 because that that's an interesting thing to note then if that's part of the end of the of the Of the raid, it shows up. I don't know the shape that spawn and opens the treasure. It's above the treasure room. Okay, yeah. So having a dojo, having customizable this and expression that and emote this and shader this, and you update it every season. I think that's a better route to go than rewards, currency, XP, bounties, because. Then you feel like you you're in a you're in a clan almost out of like why wouldn't I be it's almost of necessity rather than expression. Rain the dark would clan specific shaders while not being a front burner issue be something that we could allow for customization. If I could, uh, I'd have made mine a proper black and red shader uh, akin to nano. And then obviously op- like hard mode wrath yeah we already talked about this so this is why uh, using discord whether you're a VIP for an hour of early access or you're in the discord and you you submit questions before I go live um, that's a great way to, to not deal with repeat questions so we basically have already answered clan specific shaders we've even gone even further to say you know every season it could update and give you new design elements and stuff Bradley. How would you feel about using clan banners or for rally flags? Example, the first rally in a public event changes the flag to call the clan members. This is something that I thought the rally flags were going to do. Um, And so this is something that you could do in content. You know, we have the raid, the raid ones. There could be other ones as well uh, where, you know, you put it down and everybody can hit it and it's got your clan stuff on it. I don't, th- this to me isn't a huge one because it's just so quick and over and done with. I actually think it makes more sense to do this with an emote. You know, every season you could do some semblance of an emote that includes your clan staff because there's already a handful where you put something, you, you you put something up anyway. I think there was an emote where you you put up a banner. It's like a flag that you stand there with. I don't think I have it. Uh, but I don't know if it showed your clan I don't think it showed your clan flag. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was the Guardian Games emote. That's right. That's right. I don't think it. I don't think it actually showed you. It didn't show. It didn't show anything specific to your player. So you know, I can see them doing that. Uh, I can see them doing that, saying, uh, "Oh, they don't. Do they not have an emote section in the collections? I thought maybe they did. I guess they don't. Um, yeah, it was a Guardian Games one." It showed your current class. Oh, that's right. That's right. Because there was the transmat effect that was like 80 synth wave that like showed your class as well. I think I have that on my Titan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That transmat effect was pretty. That, that was actually. I really never have cared that much about transmat effects. But that transmat effect was pretty awesome. Uh, it was called Cyber Class Entrance. Yeah, I like that one. That was pretty cool. Mav Monk, should Bungie introduce uh, custom clan emblems gear that support clan logos in the game? This is a feature Warframe have. Yeah, this is this is just a repeat. Sorry, the, the you guys, I'm never gonna tell you to go read the questions, but when you submit and you see that there's you know, ten to fifteen questions ahead of you, you may want to skim, um, just to see. So yeah, we've already covered this one though. It's hard with this subject to come up with more ideas, right? I, we're gonna run out of ideas pretty quickly, I think. For this, it's a very specific topic, and I actually enjoyed talking about it because I think we've come up with some pretty cool ideas. But I think we, I think it's gonna be tough to to iterate on it um, for you know for a long, a long uh, session. Here's Train Two Nine Two Nine, the Tier Three uh, that allow that, that that chose this topic as a Tier Two member. Um, paid for to upload and it's reviewed oh you're saying we would pay to upload one and then it gets reviewed um I I could see that um I could see that thank you Mark uh, for saying that I don't know how much I'd want to pay though I could see linking it to silver maybe and then they have to approve it right so you're not like submitting something nasty that might be more trouble than it's worth, but if they monetize it, at least they're making money on it. Train says, I have been in my clan since Destiny 1, and all of our members have left the game due to life situations. How can people in my situation find good clans for D2 outside of LFG with, uh, which has become toxic? Well, I think we touched on this. Number one, I know there's, there's solutions on the website. I don't know how streamlined it is. But I think the website, Bungie's website and app is supposed to assist you in finding a clan. I would like it to be in the game. You'd click find me a clan and it would be like scanning your region and and player behavior. And then it would say, okay, you're in the you're on western time zone and you play uh, two hours a night around seven o'clock in the evening. And it's like, here are clans that have really, really good overlap with your player behavior as well as your region. Um, that might be a difficult system to build. I don't know how it works on the website when you're looking for a clan. Um, not sure if I would want them to allocate bandwidth to that when we're still wanting other things in the game. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, but I do think I do think Bungie stands to gain from a very very strong and flourishing clan system because I think that makes people stay loyal. Like you're like man, I'm I as as Train here is saying I, I lost all my 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 clan, my community. I lost all my friends. Um, it's hard to play the game when you feel like you don't have anybody to play with. So I they they could create the system because I know they have the stats. They have the stats. They could run those reports and find you, you know, clan matchmaker, you know, playing clan matchmaker. It's just a matter of building it and if they want to. And again, I don't know what the actual website when you try to find a clan, maybe train should do that. Like, since you're currently not in a clan or you're in one that's dead, leave it, go to the website and walk through the process and see how it, you know, how it is. Quad. Is it too much to ask for a clan social space so I can interact with my clan more easily and have a game chat area to hook up? The, I'm going to add to this idea because you know, we've already kind of exhausted the dojo idea and customizing it and it would reset every season with cool things to hang on the wall. Since they're going to let us grab bounties you know, from the ship, they're considering doing that. I would also say you could visit the dojo and anytime you go there there that, that's your clanmates are there doing the same thing and that would become sort of your new social hub you would still need to go to the main vendors for certain things but if you're just wanting to grab bounties and find some folks to play with you would just hop in the dojo a couple of people are, are are standing there grabbing bounties you're like hey what are you doing and they're like oh i'm doing this boom and you go off and play together um so i you know I, th- that's that's another thing i would add to this i would say hey you know you could uh, you could give the social space functionality so it, it makes sense, you know, to go there and try to find people to play with and you can grab all your bounties and stuff there. Ku Hippo What cosmetic rewards would you like to see added to clans? Personally, I would love to see class items with your clan symbol on it. Uh, If Bungie could do that, that'd be dope. Well, we actually said decals and shaders. I never considered a class item that would, like, hang off of you with your clan symbol. I think that's a good idea. I think the emblem, I think the emblem and the, you know, the decal idea gets at the heart of that. Um, Also, a ghost, maybe, as I said, maybe a generic ghost ship and, and and, uh, and Sparrow every season that you know you can slap your your logo on. Um, that the, some of these shaders are really odd. Why does Bloody Tooth have blue in it? it? It's not it's not showing. Oh, it's is that a persistent blue on the actual Sparrow? Yeah, that front corner is really weird on this uh, Warden's Waller Sparrow. That is really odd. It really likes to consistently make it blue. That is funny, huh? The way they apply shaders in this game sometimes is really, really confusing. That's one of the reasons I want to rotate them, because I might say, "Hey, that's not, you know, that's not bad." Um, but I'd rather it look like, you know, I'd rather it look like this or something. It is weird they do it that way. Persistent colors are so, so. Honestly, frustrating. <laughs> it's so frustrating. You want to get it looking just right in that stupid corner, you know. So now I'm like, well, I'll just put a blue shader on it. Well, I didn't really want to put a blue shader on it, but I guess I have to. Uh, say no to persistent colors is is uh, is something I can get behind. Mr. Awesome, how do you think Bungie can reiterate the clan rewards to help the player, I think he meant reinvigorate, uh, help the player and clan better since they aren't related toward the season? Yeah, this was covered in the video, so when you submit questions early, that's just a risk that you're gonna take here, so we, we cover this in the video, and that's totally fine. Um, yeah, I... I think you move away from XP bounty and activity and you move towards customization and expression. That's what I said in the video. So we have listed a host of things that could be done. We left one out ghost projection. That's another one they could add. Your little clan symbol, you know, pops up over your ghost just one more uh layer to say here is some expression for the player to say hey this is my clan i mean look at all the animals they have they've they've got um they've got a snake here they got a what is that a dragonfly you know there's so many design elements that you could use on your on your clan staff there's an owl you know that's from that's from there's a there's a butterfly a hand see this is exactly these are all the design elements maybe not the pumpkin but these are all the design elements that you should be able to use when designing your clan banner and then this would be incorporated into your emblem incorporated into the shader and the decals uh you know, incorporated into all of it um you know there's so there's so many yeah and have your clan and have your clan name in the in the projection you know so that is uh I, I think that's just one. That's just one more idea, and you can clearly see here that the 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 design elements in Destiny are very consistently, co- you know, cool looking. Whether it's a unicorn or a butterfly or a dragon, you know, they've got a lot of you know, a lot of cool design elements that you could potentially use to represent your your clan. And as I said, you could even do it seasonally. So during you know during the warmine season, it would have been great to see a lot of a lot of. Uh, a lot of them like this. A lot of war projections, and and this is Siva, obviously. <laughs> this is Siva, obviously. But still, the idea is is that you know seasonally you could say, all right, this season our clan is going to decorate ourselves in you know, uh, you know when Saint Fourteen season was around, all of his stuff, you know, the purple and the the Roman numerals, and there's a fist, and there's I want his helmet, the silhouette of his helmet on my flag, you know, there's There's a lot of things, um, uh, there's a lot of, a lot of things I think they could do with that. And then people are like, well, why would you go to all the trouble to do all this? You know, why, why why would you do all this? Because the more connected you feel to the game, as far as expressing yourself and being attached to community, the more likely you're going to keep on playing the game. You know, you're, you're, you're way more likely to keep on playing and buying content. If you feel like you are literally in the game in an expressive and, and communal way. So, if an emote was used as a ghost projection, uh, which one would be used? Well, you would go through and select them, right? You would be like, all right, here's the ghost projection for your clan. You could turn it on. And then you would go in and check the clan emote. The clan emote would change every season and maybe be something different. You know, maybe you slap the flag down and then you like high five, you know, through it or you slap the flag down and then you like turn around and lean against it you know and every season it's just a different clan it's just a different clan emote it just rotates out and that's something you'd have to unlock it would unlock it you know clan level whatever because again you're not giving people extra rewards and XP and stuff you're giving them expressive ways to express themselves as a member of a clan sushi I think clan should have a clan house area with a clan glimmer vault, clan crafting when the clan works together to get clan armor class items, ship sparrows, emblems, and shaders what do you feel about that? I know this is a repeat, but this does give me an idea it would really really create that sense of, oh the clan earned this, whenever the clan would, hey we unlocked the sparrow, the clan sparrow is unlocked, and the it puts the clan name on the side and it's got all these decals and stuff on it and it would be a generic Sparrow, but it would put all your stuff on it. A way to, like, really, really tie all this together with a nice bow, you'd have to go to your clan house to pick it up. It wouldn't just, like, show up in the Postmaster, It'd be like, hey, you know, clan level whatever achieved. You're, like, sweet, and you go down to your clan house, and you're, like, oh, man, it's over there. Look, and the, and the Sparrow is literally, like, sitting, you know, on this, on this side of the wall, on this, like, stand, and you go and you grab it. Um... Same with the armor decals or ornaments or, uh, or any of the stuff. It would literally be there. You would go and pick it. Now, I don't think you'd want to get into any kind of, you use the word, uh, you know, clan crafting. That's, that's obviously not, not gun crafting. It would be, you know, you crafting your your decorative elements. I, I think that'd be dope. And it, it would obviously be, a, like I said, another way to give people a way to express themselves as well as like congregate in the game. You run into your buddy and you are like, oh man, did you see we got the sparrow? Yeah, it's awesome. Well, what are you about to go get into? Oh, Nightfall. Oh, let me come with, you know? And then you you're just always keeping people, uh, you know, keep, get people together is I think a, a key element to making clans better. Uh, Sharima Baller says, "Why do you feel like it's too late for Bungie to implement an LFG function? Couldn't that be something they could bring and try for Beyond Light?" So at the end of the video, I made I made the best case that I could that an LFG in game is from from your, your the premise is correct. The game should have in game LFG. I agree with that premise and think that that premise is correct. However. I think we're too far down the line you're going to go into the 6th year of the franchise uh, when Beyond Light starts you're going to go into the 6th year and suddenly add something like that my concern would be it would be Guided Games 2.0 people would try and do it and they'd be like no one's here you know, or all I'm doing is getting people without mics or people that don't know what they're doing and what are you going to do after one or two negative experiences, you're going to bounce. And you're like, I'm going to the Destiny LFG site or 100.io or the LFG Discord or my clan or my friends. I mean, I have all these other solutions that work just fine. They've worked just fine for the last couple of years. Because you've got this pool of players that raid on a regular basis and they know what they're doing. And some of them are even willing to help and teach you want those players in the guided games funnel you want those players in the LFG funnel you do and if they're not there it's not going to be a good system it's going to get overrun with people that are getting irritated they can't get it done they're frustrated you know all those all those elements and when that happens you end up with a situation where you spend all this time on on a feature that no one's interacting with and I think guided games is all the proof you need of that you know um, I'm going to, Agent Atwood, you, you can always submit one question, but I'm going to read your question in chat. If factions were to return, how would you feel about the leader of the clan being able to pledge allegiance to a faction for the entire clan, and then it's part of that faction? I like where you're going with that idea. It feels like an evolution of like bringing two systems together. I guess I would be concerned that would you I here's what I would say. I would only say yes to that if that grants faction rewards that are specific to the clan but i can still go to future warhold and get my own stuff if you pick dead orbit and i'm like yeah that's fine the clan's going to get a bunch of dead orbit stuff you know as we level but i still want to go with future warhold on my titan so you go on your titan to future warhold see the problem is, is a clan is account wide and with it being account-wide, that means all three of your players would potentially have allegiance to, you know uh, a faction that you might not be interested in. So I would only say yes to that if it was only you know, Dead Orbit rewards for the clan itself and not like, oh, I am also now have allegiance to Dead Orbit and I would rather be New Monarchy because I'm going for XYZ armor or whatever now, keep in mind Factions don't seem to be coming back. I have a video on how I think they could and should come back, but they're not coming back. For you know, the reason that Luke Smith stated was the the cast of heroes in the tar in the tower is getting you know uh, too too full or whatever. But if they did come back, I would be leery of muddying the waters and combining systems and making it confusing for people. They'd be like, "Wait, my clan chose Dead Orbit." Does that mean I'm in dead orbit? I don't want to be in dead orbit. Why'd you guys choose dead orbit? You know, and it in, in, I think in that realm, I would be hesitant to combine these systems first because I would want to know how our factions coming back. What's it look like? Is there faction rally? Is it just me pledging allegiance to a faction? What's their loot look like? What's their seasonal rank look like? Why, why would I rank them up? I would need to know all that first because we basically argued that at the very least factions should come back so you can pledge allegiance to them and just get faction stuff you know armor shaders you know, guns. I argued in my video that the guns should all be identical. If you get the shotgun or the hand cannon, it's the same gun from all three factions, but it looks different depending on where you got it. It's got like a dead orbit decal on it, but it's the same weapon. You know, no matter which faction. I ultimately argued for that because you know when they did it before, everybody would go to a specific faction in response to the loot itself, and some of the you know sometimes a certain faction would just get you know, blown away. So. I would want to know all those questions first before being like, yeah, man, they should combine factions and clans together. We don't even have a clan system right now that is that elaborate where you can decorate a, you know, a room or decorate a dojo as well as pledge allegiance, you know, to another faction, you know, clans in general, I would want to see some updates to them first before they start, they start, uh, crossing them over. It doesn't even have to be a weapon in and of itself. It could be unlocking unlocking faction weapon ornaments. That too, Mob Monk, I mean, I basically said the shotgun and the hand cannon would be the same, but there would be, as you're saying, almost like a, an, a decal or an ornament on it, depending on where it came from. Or, an easier solution, as you're saying, um, I think we had this idea in the faction Q&A, was a universal shotgun ornament. So any shotgun can slap on this ornament, any hand cannon whatever and it represents you know the dead orbit or new monarchy or future war cult uh, accordingly i don't want it to be like a little dangly trinket i think that gets kind of overdone i would want it to be like something cool and an example i've used recently was the the legendary shotgun ornament for the dustrock blues i would have loved for that to just have been a generic legendary ornament if I just want to make my shotgun look like that, I can. You know, my Badlander or what, whatever. And then it just ends up looking like that. Now, I know that's not as easy because animations for weapons and stuff are tied to... Sometimes they're tied to the archetype. Sometimes they're tied to the shape of the gun. And so that might get a little funky if you can suddenly turn a weapon into looking like something that it's not. I know the ornaments generally come down over top of the existing model, so that might that might get kind of weird. But but you you could I think you could go in the decal uh, direction. You know, it would be a it would be a decal. It would be a skin. If you're getting stream stuttering on your PC, uh, Don, if you're in Chrome, I would say click on the three dots up in the corner, go to settings scroll down, click on advanced, and see if hardware acceleration has been turned on, turned on. You want to turn that off. And Chrome, Chrome will update itself and it will, it will turn that back on. And then all of a sudden your, your video sites start acting goofy. Um, YouTube, Netflix, and all these others, they tend to not like, uh, hardware acceleration for some reason. You'll get audio desync, you'll get stuttering and skipping, so you always want to make sure, especially in Chrome, that hardware acceleration is turned off. And sometimes you have to recheck it off because it'll update itself and turn it back on. Uh, Agent Atwood, how do you feel about paying about twenty-five thousand glimmer or fifty thousand glimmer in order to create a clan? Uh, joining stays free. I don't know what problem you're trying to solve here. I mean, I, I in general, I don't think creating clans. Um, is is necessarily a problem i mean there were people creating clans with nasty names and then they would you know send invites to people so the nasty name would like come up across the bottom of the person's stream um so maybe you're trying to prevent people from making you know clan after clan after clan um i don't know you know joining yeah joining can be free in you know and, and again i think the joining process could be smoothed over using the uh bungee.net app or the website or the game to say looking for a clan you know looking for clan lfc um, people are like wanting in-game lfg you might just need lfc looking for clan because once you're in a clan then you can use that clan to filter out the people who maybe play pvp and you don't you could filter out the people that are outside of your region. So when you get home from work, they're like, yeah, dude, I'm in bed when you get home, right? You could filter out those people and then that way, you know, you could you could get more from it. But again, this is why I think there the, the join process, you would want to see that streamlined. You would want to see it say, we're going to analyze your region and player habits and we're going to find clans that match up. You know, here's a clan that plays lots of PVE, East Coast, uh, five to six o'clock evening time is a very, very common theme with this clan. It's a perfect match for you because that's when you play and that's the type of stuff that you play. You suddenly end up in some PVP sweat squad clan. You're like, I'm never going to play with any of these people. Um, <laughs> and it would be great, I guess, if you're looking for help with trials, but... By and large, I think most people are looking for a clan to be something that you engage with regularly, daily. It drives it drives a sense of community. It drives the sense of like I've got this core group that I can lean on if I'm looking for people to play with as opposed to being a team that like earns stuff for you or carries you through stuff. That's kind of what clans feel like right now. It's this faceless group of people that earn stuff for you oh hey I got an ingram, and you go to the tower and you grab it oh hey I got a nightfall or a crucible ingram, cool and you go to the tower you know and you grab it and so it's like this it's almost like this faceless organization that's sending you prizes you know it's like you get these little consolation prizes you know of of oh hey you know somebody did this and so you get you get a you get an engram and you're like what I, I've not touched I've not touched crucible all week I've not touched a nightfall all week you know why am I why am I getting this so that's, I said that in the video, right? The rewards, the rewards and the XP and the bounty, it just feels so disconnected. I'm like, why, what is this? Why am I getting this? Yeah, emotes and, and, and decals and shaders and, and, stuff for your guns and your armor, you know, an emblem. These are all things I think that really would drive home the idea of if my emblem right now had like a really, really cool look to it, it had the wolf and the chevrons and those colors, and then it matched my ship and it matched, you know, and it matched my player. You know, that's pretty dope. You feel pretty cool flying into the crucible or a raid, and everybody's rock on the same emblem and shader. That, that feels pretty nice. Every time you finish a raid, and everybody's got the emblem, everybody throws it on. You know, you take that screenshot. You could bring that same vibe uh, to clans and and move away from the sense of like clans being, you know. Oh, we need to change that. <laughs> Uh, do you think they should remove the max clan XP limit? It seems to really only limit small clans and it has no effect on larger ones. Yeah, that feels micromanagey. that doesn't feel like that should work um, that doesn't feel like that should work. So uh, I don't know what we're going to be able to do about that. Maybe when we're um, maybe when we are uh, live on YouTube we might have to disable that, that, that command that command's not supposed to work uh, it's only supposed to be it's only supposed to respond to supporters, but We'll have to look into why that happened. I'm not upset or anything, but obviously to protect Q&A and the the question submission process, we got to figure out why that happened. So um, great Q&A. We're going to do VIP call-ins next. If you are a VIP tier or above and you want to call in and talk to me, Get ready, get in the discord. Get ready to rock and roll for that. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify or watching on YouTube, you can catch me live Monday through Friday at sayno to rage.com. That brings you to the YouTube channel. And you can pick all those different tiers if you'd like uh, to hop in and be a part of everything that we're doing here. If you'd prefer Patreon, you can go to SNTRPresents.com and pick from there the same tiers, the same benefits. So if you're here live, don't go anywhere. We're about to do VIP call-ins. Make sure you're subscribed to the channel with the bell button on so you don't miss these streams. As always, please like, share, and subscribe thank you for listening to or watching another episode of sntr presents this is going to be the vip call-in session that followed my talk about improving clans and lfg if you're listening to this on itunes you might be on google play or maybe spotify that's some of the places you can find this podcast you can also watch this live at say no to rage.com that'll bring you to the youtube channel monday through friday i'm live on youtube during the day If you want to take part in these call-in sessions, or maybe even VIP game night or something like that, check out the Patreon at sntrpresents.com, or you can click the join button on YouTube. Either one, uh, the tiers are identical and the benefits are the same. So we got we got a a little bit more people calling in today, so I want to jump right in. I'm coming to Rexus first. What do you got for me today uh, on this topic or another topic? Uh, Thanks.
1: Yeah, no, it is this it is this topic uh, mostly. Uh, First of all. uh, uh, God damn it uh, I'm happy that we have these segments uh, as you've noticed i'm I'm rather fresh with the call-ins mm-hmm. and I haven't submitted a lot of questions because it's a lot easier to ask more stuff and more precisely and give counter arguments directly on screen on stream instead yeah, of trying to go through the chat and probably get lost
0: <laughs> right
1: <laughs> all right, so uh I've mostly been working and lurking so i'm happy this is now a thing okay <laughs> really really happy uh first of all uh what i thought about was when we discussed the clan things was uh, I thought back to another game i used to play and i still play from time to time which has a very structured guild system mm-hmm. uh, it's a uh, guild wars 2 okay it has uh there you've already got the thing of having the option to be in multiple guilds mm-hmm. which is a uh, Good thing, and uh, if I may post something, if I may post a little picture, uh, we've been at the clan uh, emblems, for example, right? And they have a pretty uh, nice uh, system for that. Uh, I'll put it in. Uh, pictures. Yeah, you can put it... Oh, you're gonna yeah, put it, in... The... Yeah. You put it just in, in the supporter chat,
0: yeah? Put it in the supporter chat, okay? Okay, uh,
1: there you've got. You've both got uh, a main symbol, which is comprised of two things. Oh, God, now I got called. Uh, I'll be right back. I'll be back within like ten seconds.
0: I'm just gonna look at why he steps away. We got it kind of down there in the uh, in the corner there for you. There's all the different symbols, <sighs> yep. and then they got the different colors at the bottom. Uh, as far as yeah. the emblem maker, I'm just I'm just kind of showing the stream the emblem maker a little bit, like down in the corner of the capture.
1: Exactly. And we don't have to go for exactly that. You can go still more into detail. But like you've got already a three layer system here, right? You've got a main symbol that is comprised of two colors, which you can just choose and miss and uh, and, uh, just match. Even if the palette is a little bit uh, smaller and you've got a background. Yeah, like this would be, a, would say, a good update.
0: Yeah, I agree with you because, like I said, when we when we went through the ghost projections, it really was clear to see that the uh, the amount of you know design elements that they could give us the freedom to create an emblem with. I, I would love to see that, um, and then obviously, I want more than just that. I want it incorporated in the shader. I want it incorporated in decals or an emblem, uh, so that it feels more. just the the banner is just so disconnected from anything that we do which is like down here in the menu like it's not even behind us like our sparrows behind us I mean maybe they could do that too like add it off to the side here or behind the sparrow um but yeah the the design elements are very very basic it's it honestly feels similar to the design elements and the freedom we have with our faces as guardians like it just feels very basic choose between these ten things and then that's it um so yeah, I agree with you. Now, as far as being in more than one guild, or in this case, in more than one clan, I think a lot of our ideas wouldn't work as well if you could be in two. It's like, well, which, you know, which, which one are you representing? Which dojo are you going to? Like, I think a lot of the ideas we came up with during Q&A, I think they would struggle to make sense in an environment where you could be in two in two at the same time.
1: Well, the uh, multiple guilds and stuff like that was uh, st- like every everything that was suggested so far. Almost everything is already built into the guild system of Guild Wars, so hmm. it is doable. Yeah, like they have, uh, as I said, they- what uh, for example also popped into my mind. I'll try to go through it a little quickly. I hope you don't mind. Okay, you probably don't mind. <laughs> Usually uh-huh. stretch everything out. So uh, another thing that popped out in my mind was uh, we were about uh, guild spaces we do Mm -hmm. have in Guild Wars a guild hall like for every guild and uh, since they uh, came up uh, you had to uh, actually um, do a mission to uh, set them free of enemies right you had to go in and clear the whole thing out with Mm -hmm. mechanics that were uh, somewhat incorporated into the new DLC uh, back at the time and so on and so forth And then you could, and when you finally uh, played it free, you finished that mission, killed all the enemies and uh, got everything cleared out. Then you could start uh, upgrading uh, smaller vendors, you could upgrade uh, 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 a guild storage, a guild vault. And uh, what also came along then... Uh, rather, how you got to upgrade that stuff is you need you needed both resources, and you needed uh, somewhat something like renown. Yeah. And there, okay. Oh, sorry. I
0: was I was just gonna say I, the only thing I'm hearing is like every every idea gets contextualized by the game that it lands in. So clans or guilds or or even social spaces. They all exist in, 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 in different games, but they get contextualized by the actual game itself. So when I think of ESO or Guild Wars or World of Warcraft, uh, maybe even Dauntless, their social spaces have a certain feel and vibe, and it's, it's different everywhere you go. And I do feel like guilds and clans are going to be different with respect to their depth and their in, how involved they are depending on where they land. I don't know you know I'm hearing you outline all this and I'm thinking to myself that's like a whole that's almost like a separate campaign or separate side game that would need to be created because destiny we we get that with the umbral and the leveling up the ref, you know the umbral refractor and focuser and we got that with the the um, the obelisks and upgrading those to make sundial better that was like an entire season's worth of content and so I don't necessarily know if that level of depth, would work for clans I don't think the ideas are bad I just don't think you can contextualize that layer of depth that level of depth and involvement into destiny very well the other thing to consider is I was saying cosmetics All, all cosmetics because they design a bunch of cosmetics anyway and so I feel like that would be another angle that would make more sense of it it's like they're not adding loot they're not adding campaigns and activities it's just these are cool cosmetic things you can hang on the wall um because they're already doing those they're already adding a lot of cosmetic stuff in in, in general the guild hall stuff he talked about is what happened with the Seraph bunker yeah i mean we went down and cleared the bunker every day but i mean it didn't really change in appearance i mean the lights on the on the on the, uh, the, the wall moved but there wasn't like a personalization to the bunker itself
1: yeah but that would actually that's actually what is what i feel is somewhat missing regarding such spaces yeah that's what would uh, help uh, but the as you said the problem is uh bandwidth uh yeah. <laughs> yeah they uh what i've real. what i've come to realize is de- uh destiny development is rather slow yeah compared to other titles i'm not it's it's probably uh i'm not saying they w- don't work a lot hell no uh it's more oh, sorry scrap yeah uh <laughs> sorry
0: (laughs) you've been been saying you've been saying uh, gosh darn it as well like the swear version of that you've said a couple of times
1: (laughs) I'm trying I'm really trying (laughs) it's uh, a little stressed right now so uh, the bandwidth is a little small Uh, it's probably also because of the the spaces are a lot more detailed than uh, for example things in guild wars um, yeah,
0: and if they're going to add like NPCs and vendors and all this stuff that I'm upgrading for the clan, I'd be like, hold on a minute. What you know? What have you done to Zavala and Shaxx? Like they've been, they haven't gotten hardly anything over the years. Like what about factions? So I, you almost have to exactly. prioritize it in order. Like this to me was like a way to make clans more about expression and customization and not, like, this separate grind or this, like, that's why I said, let's get away from bounties, activities and XP and make it more about oh, when you unlock these perks, you get shaders and emblems that literally just pull from your clan, your clan emblem that you designed on the flag and then, because if if they're going to be doing any kind of an upgrade to like vendors and ranking up vendors and getting things from them, they need to start with Shax and Zavala, and then maybe obviously fan out from there and do, you know, Drifter Saint 14. The factions themselves could come back. I would probably want to see that happen before they did anything with clans, because that lands on basically everybody as a quality point. Brand new players, long time players, clan stuff only lands on people that are, you know, in clans, and I would actually be very interested if Bungie ever could if they would release those numbers, like what percentage of the daily player base is even in a clan or is in an active clan would be an even better way to, you know, classify it so, that is yeah,
1: active clan would be yeah. the thing yeah,
0: but, yeah, but good that's... I was gonna say, but good thoughts I mean, you know, pulling ideas from other games is always useful, I just always wonder you know, the depth is always gonna be a little different in Destiny, cause it's just, a, it's a very different style game, you know
1: yeah, uh, another thing that uh, came up to me was, uh, I was thinking like uh, what you just said with we could uh, change a lot of uh, sh- a lot of shader stuff, a lot of uh, cosmetic stuff and what I realized is the Destiny UI is, it looks fancy, it looks nice, but mm-hmm. it's half a nightmare to manage. Yeah, like Every time switching tabs just to get to your inventory yeah you can't have your character and your inventory open at the same time it's half a nightmare to collect, to manage it all like it would need an overhaul for for some of the uh, larger ideas it would need a complete overhaul in my mind
0: yeah, it feels it. It feels like they've layered a lot of things on top of itself now because it's not just a director in my menu anymore. It's a director and then a roster and then a season pass and then my quests and then my quests break down, but my quest also has my bounties and then there's also the store. And then when I back out of here and I go and look at my character, I have triumphs, I have collections, I have my clan, I have my currency. It It's like... It's, there, it's like there's layers upon layers upon layers because they've tried to... They've added things, right? The season pass is new. The store's location is new. Collections and triumphs are new to, to, to Destiny 2. Those are things that have been added in. These are things they've tried to add. And I think sometimes quality can start to collapse on itself it's like yeah you've added all these great things but man the ui feels kind of cumbersome and i gotta go through all these different places and i know on console it's even more of a nightmare because you try to go into these menus to change mods and and shaders and and ornaments and it's i, I guarantee you it's super slow and sluggish and laggy and so i would think some of that might be related to what we get in uh november and beyond light This new version for the Xbox Series X, I could see uh, the UI getting completely overhauled and retuned. That always makes the game feel new and fresh. Uh, And if there were bare bones ideas for Destiny 3 in development, that we, a lot of us think that that is part of Beyond Light, there could have been some good UI evolution and innovations they were coming up with that we, you know, we may see evidence of. Uh, in Beyond Light, but I agree with you. I swear, sometimes I, I it's like I click the same thing eight times. I'm like, I, I'm trying to get to this, and I keep doing the wrong thing. Um, I I, yeah. I definitely agree. It's like like I said, there's so so, so so there's too many layers.
1: Yeah, on, on PC, I was also like, you moved the uh, quest tab away from the character, and it's like the bounties away from the character, and instead to the uh, mm-hmm. the uh, director's menu. But you still don't have a button that's just if you if I press that button I get to my quests. Yeah, still not.
0: Yeah, so uh, what, I, I, we'll see because I they I think they've always been very cognizant when they made some changes to the questing and the bounties and stuff. Even when they add these tabs over here, they said that they were trying to think of ways to streamline a lot of this because it is. It's not a cumbersome game, but there—it's like there's a lot of things that you may need to call up and look at at any given time, and there's an—I think there's an art to streamlining UI.
1: Yes, I, I hope they do something at some point about it. Yeah, it's it's workable, but it like it can work with it, but uh, I'm not always having fun with it. Yeah. Uh, another thing that came up—I'm uh, going through the last three points. Uh, okay. We were at. Uh, <laughs> So uh, <laughs> We wild. were at uh, a lot of cosmetic stuff, and what ab- uh, I thought: uh, what about weapon ornaments mm-hmm. that were clan specific? You can unlock your clan weapon ornament. Maybe for maybe for maybe for an exotic. Maybe for a bunch of just maybe a bunch of the current seasonal weapons. Get uh, an ornament that you can basically just copy off in some way uh, from the uh, clan banner.
0: I well, we I, we talked about that in the uh, in the talk because ornaments. So if you look at the recluse ornament, you know it changes the physicality. It's awesome, spider webs, all this stuff. Um, you know, and I think it's dope. I think some people were even saying it could be like a clan thing that hangs off the weapon, or maybe like a universal decal so you can put it on any weapon. If it's specific to a weapon, that's pretty limiting. Um, I even said, what about a shotgun ornament, so you could put on any shotgun or as you're saying, it's just a gun, a gun ornament in general, I don't like trinkets hanging off my weapons, I, that feels chintzy, um I, it's like I did that in high school, right, you would get little trinkets and keychains and buttons and you'd like hang them off of your book bag, and I'm like I don't need all that hanging off my weapon, that feels kind of goofy, it's, I'm slaying gods and I got my little, you know my little sports team emblem hanging off the side of the weapon, um <laughs> But, a, like, a decal that skins the weapon with your clan name or your clan emblem and design choices, uh, I I think that would be better. I don't want it to feel like, as somebody's making the joke, flare, yeah. I don't want it to feel like a piece <laughs> of, of flare.
1: <laughs> yeah, see where you're going. Yeah, That's probably the better idea. Uh, another thing was, what? Uh, how about taking it... Uh, Either an ornament or an actual armor piece. You get a clan armor piece. Yeah, like not either a full armor set that is based off the uh, clan banner, like the the base. You can more or less choose the base between different, maybe between Vanguard Crucible and uh, Gambit, and the shaders will apply uh, by algorithm uh, based on your uh, clan. Based on your clan uh, emblem, so mm-hmm. they don't have to redo a lot or a lot of stuff again for everyone who customizes it.
0: Yeah, wasn't there a future War Cult helmet? I can't find it. I must not have gotten it. I thought there was a future War Cult helmet where, like, future War Cult was like animated on the visor or something. Um, I'm. I, I I thought it was. I thought it was in here. Yeah, I'm not seeing it though.
1: Uh, I don't have the emblem either but I know which one you mean. I, I have the helmet and on the uh uh sorry on the uh ornament I think it was
0: they could have done something like that like the clan name would be like animated on the on a piece like on the piece of the uh you know that was in Destiny 1? Yeah. Uh, really? That
2: was... yeah, wow, that was in
0: Destiny 1. I, the, my memory is is jacked up on it. I swore it was in D two, but that's another idea. Yeah, like an an armor piece, or a, I think it's always good to not go specific. So it would be a, a shader, because if you think about what shaders do, there are shaders that put different, you know. Um, different textures and stuff on items, and you could have a a clan shader that literally puts your clan emblem and and, and chevrons and wolf or owl or whatever you pick on the you know, it would be like a decal, it would skin your armor Um, again, that's not creating items or objects or loot pursuits, it's literally a shader that you slap on and your entire character then looks like you're representing their clan you know
1: yeah, that God damn it!
3: Yeah, you, you, you're struggling it's, today. It's I, I need
1: a... It's really difficult today. I've I've had a headache all day long. I need to heat. get
0: a. I need to get a bleep. A button. <laughs> you need button. to get a bleep. Yeah, I need to get a bleep button when you every come on. Every time I get
1: on, every time I get on, you need to bleep. I'm so so sorry. You're giving uh, German. Really you're giving
0: Germans to. a bad reputation, man.
1: <laughs> and I'm not even German.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh. They don't so, have,
1: okay, I d so, I, I don't really care then if the Germans get a bad reputation, they already have one anyway, especially in <laughs> Europe. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh brother. Alright, alright. Alright, we're gonna have to move all on my now. Yeah. Never hear that. <laughs> yeah, all the Germ <laughs> all my German fans are gonna unfollow me now. <laughs> I got I got I got cancelled in America and you're gonna get me cancelled in Germany. Um <laughs> Valorous Vanity, thanks for clicking the join button and becoming a member. Enjoy the emotes and the perks in Discord. All right, I'm gonna have to move on because you. I've so, given you. I've given you a chunk of time here. No yeah. good thoughts and good. Just, I, I always I, love. I, I love having a back I and forth realize, with you. Listen, so, I it,
1: it is a lot I've got. I still have one little point on my list.
0: Well, you'll, maybe maybe save it or type it out and we'll yeah. we'll interact with it. So, appreciate yeah, uh, you, appreciate you coming. Uh, I'll type in, it out
1: dude. and I'll go down eat something and see what you come up with.
0: Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. I'm coming to you, Dark We gotta. We gotta we got to get some, some clean language in here. Cleanse the palate from, Re- from Rexis. <laughs> what do you got for me, Darksider?
4: Well, during your entire Q&A, you have been heavily misrep- misrepresenting the LFG by comparing it to Guided Games. Okay. Guided Games are not meant as an LFG. They are meant for new people searching for Sherpas. They are looking for Sherpa, not looking for group. Okay. The goal of an LFG is not to for new people to find people willing to teach. It's for experienced people who came back or don't have a static group to raid with, to mm-hmm. make a party and advertise, hey, I am doing this one. I need people. Come join if you know what to do.
0: Right. So... Do you do you not think, though, if they put LFG in the game and you remove... You, you basically increase accessibility. If it was suddenly in the game, it's super accessible and you can just go click on it. Um, wouldn't you be concerned that that would create the dilemma that Guided Games has, which is there's not enough experienced players. It's sort of overwhelmed by inexperienced players. And there would be a similar effect here because all of a sudden oh i can go get i can go jump in with a raid team and they're clicking on and, and and responding to or joining lfg posts from other players that that's that's how i predict it would happen i could be 100% wrong but that's where i would see the pitfall of it would be
4: uh no because guided games depend on having experienced players in there explaining lfg's are not meant for that lfg's are meant for Inexperienced players grouping with other inexperienced players to find and at least try it out and learn together, not to search experienced players for guidance or explaining. I
0: okay so play. I, I was gonna say I understand your point now. Guided games—you can't just throw a bunch of inexperienced players together. It's like you need you need some and the other. And you're saying in this case, LFG could have lots of inexperienced players, and that's okay, because they're not sitting around waiting for the experienced players. Is that what you mean?
4: Yes. Basically, that's how I used the PC LFG Discord, where I was like, okay, people are asking for experience. I don't have it. So I made my own LFG post asking for anybody to come on, trying, for example, Leviathan or Garden. Trying to figure it out it took a while to find people because well not many want to join an experience but that's the point of lfg to have a means to communicate mm-hmm. with others to find people willing to play
0: right right I, okay i i i actually will concede that 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 there is an element to this that is different than guided games and therefore that make my that might make my prediction uh, less accurate because you, I I think you are correct. You, you, you would have lots of inexperienced players like posting and saying inexperienced, let's try to learn together, you know, and then people would be maybe more willing to jump in. My only thought process here is for them to develop this and put this into the game. That's, that's going to take up time. And our favorite word bandwidth It's going to take up time and bandwidth to make that. And my thought process is, how many players right now in Destiny want to play raids and they're willing to go in and, and post a group thing or find a group, but they just can't be bothered to get out a phone or a laptop, but if it was in-game, they would do it. Like, I wonder if that number, if you could try to quantify the number of players who presently are like, I would... If, if it was in the game. But I can't be bothered to go to these other places. I feel like that's probably a really small number. And then the concern would be... It wouldn't have an it would have a lopsided funnel like Guided Games. It would have a very empty funnel. Um, I don't know. I, uh, I, because in regards we're, to we're, bandwidth,
4: mm-hmm. I don't think they need to implement much bandwidth. Because the Destiny mobile application already has the feature of posting LFG messages with how many people are in for what activity and join codes. You can do that already. They would just need to take that same API because the API already exists and can be called anywhere. And they just need to create a front end what the player sees. It can be in the chat window, a specific chat panel where it will be constantly posting every 10 minutes update or every minute update. In regards of quantity, for PC, it might be not as full as for consoles because consoles are the most users of the Destiny Phone applications LFG feature. Right. So I think console people will be the primary users, while mm. PCs will have less users because we have Discord and other means of communication that are static and a lot of faster. And let's not forget multi-monitoring because who has only one monitor in 2020? but it is still an option being a for console people and when chorus pay comes in the near future between consoles and pc it will enormously help the player base
0: yeah yeah i you know yeah I, i actually have to agree with what you're saying like if the api is already built and it wouldn't be that difficult to shove it into the game it might be worth doing because it would basically, they would basically be them saying, we're getting rid of guided games. Cause I think that would muddy the waters. Like just get guided games out and say, we're adding the group finder from the app. We're putting it into the game um, and make it and set it up to where it's, it's sensible. You know, you can check boxes, inexperience, experience, all of that. Um, I, I, I do feel it would be heavily populated on console by mostly inexperienced players. Not that that means you shouldn't do it, but um, it, it definitely feels like it would be really, really late in the life of Destiny to suddenly put something like that in the game, and it could run the risk of you know, poor engagement or low engagement because... Most of the raiding community after five years already has their sort of solution. Um, so I guess that would be my concern, is the people that do go in and try and use it, it, it would still be quantitatively such a small number. Like, look at what happens in trials, as an example. Look what happens in trials when the player base numbers go down. Like, it really really hurts the experience. I would worry that this would struggle to get out of the gate because we're so far into the life of the franchise now.
4: Uh, that's Uh, that's like a points. that's like a mute point saying it because on pc we have the that destiny lfg discord is the biggest community and is heavily active by people who are either already in a clan or not in clan i use it my clan uses to fill in spots we have left and other people definitely use it and there's a high demand for it and for consoles, it's even higher because they have no ways of communicating like we do. Right. So It will be fueled by mostly unexperienced players, but they mm-hmm. will be experienced players looking for a quick dungeon, a quick raid, or to just backfill people if they're missing one or two.
0: Right, right. I mean, I at this point, I would say it's totally worth putting it in if it would be pretty straightforward and if it would get if it would supplant and replace guided games i, I could be okay with it i could say yeah you know what it, if it it can't it can't hurt any more than guided games already has and it certainly could potentially get more people in I used to argue in favor of raid matchmaking in Destiny 1, I would say, hey, once hard mode comes out, you could turn it on for normal, and I would say, you know, raids are procedurally difficult, even if a team goes in and only beats the first or second encounter, that's still more people engaging with raids and getting a flavor for it. I could apply that same logic here with what you're saying, is you would just slowly get more people into the idea of like oh raids aren't as scary they're not that bad I can at least go in and beat one or two encounters maybe meet some dope folks and then slowly get better um, because they are procedurally difficult you know encounters one and two are usually pretty doable by most teams um, so I, I could apply that, that reasoning that I used to use in Destiny 1 to your line of thinking here like look you already have the API built it runs it runs here on the app shove it into the game, get rid of guided games, and just get more people involved uh, in raiding. Because I've always wanted to see really, really good solutions for that, because raids are the best content in Destiny, and that's going to become probably an even bigger priority if Bungie delivers true loot hierarchy in year four, and raids have really good standout loot this this is going to be an even bigger talked about subject, you, you, just watch we're going to get into December and you're going to see a lot of posts and a lot of folks that are like I'm really ticked off, I can't get into raids because the loot's so good um, so I've always wanted good solutions, so maybe you're right, I mean if it doesn't take a lot of bandwidth and it replaces you know, guided games, I, I would probably be okay with it so do you have anything else to add Darksider? that was good
4: no, that's it all.
0: Okay, I uh, I like I like that uh, I like that he calls in and is is always he's you know he's he's in development. He's like pushing back on my positions. It makes for good conversation. Not having just somebody come in and 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 uh, agree with me the whole time. Uh, I'm gonna go to Doge next. After Doge is uh, is Gritter. Doge, what do you got for me?
5: Uh, I think one thing they. Can do with clans is like do something similar to like the Mars or like uh Spellwinter like community event where like like the clan like everyone in the clan works for like a goal mm-hmm. like a goal that takes like around like half the season or like maybe even less and and I think, and what do you think about that?
0: Yeah, I like I like this as an idea of. I think this was sort of attached to at least in my mind investing in like the dojo and like what you're saying it would be a goal this thing that we're all doing and all working on I like that as opposed to being I feel very disconnected from the clan right now I go and get Ingrams. I ignore the bounties unless I want more XP I don't even know if they do good XP but I you know I ignore the bounties and get ingrams every once in a while. But if we were all working on something and and seeing it, go, you know, the, the little bar fill up, or in this case, we were talking about the dojo expanding and like you're getting extra stuff and decorative items and you're unlocking uh, emblems and shaders and stuff. I actually really like this and I like the way that you express it. It's a shared goal as opposed to. Like, right now, I don't know about you, I, I, how often does anybody check this, this little section and, like, check the weekly contribution of XP and uh, any of that? Like, I just, you know, your season clan level complete. I just don't check this. But if there was something each week that I could check in with a clan hub or a, or a location, or maybe the NPC, and I see the bar moving and my contribution being a part of it, That's And and see, the good thing about this is it's not tedious. I think it's tedious to be like, go do XYZ, but make sure you do it with your clan. Um, I don't know. I talked about this in the video. It's a catch-22 because you're going to have pros and cons. Uh, You're going to have pros and cons. You're going to have... If you do clans, you have to give rewards. If you... um, if you do have rewards, you almost have to require the clan to do things together. And those things can feel both tedious and exclusive, and that can be a problem. But I almost feel like those are necessary for clans to be implemented into the game, period. They, they, if you do clans, this comes with the clan. Like, this is what they they, they come with. So
5: It's like you can bro- you can progress without uh, your clan, but you get extra progress if you play with like your clan mates. Mm-hmm. And 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 I think about like uh, the uh you know, like the uh the clan wide event is like Bungie would need to like make it like uh, so that like smart clans can still like chase for it like it's not like a it's not like something like Mounted up where it takes forever to get like right needs to be like reachable even for the smart small clan
0: yeah I've always thought it should work off like a ratio you know if you have 25 people in your clan you know it it shouldn't it it sh- it, it shouldn't be like oh you have to do the same thing that this other clan has to do and they have a hundred people you know and it's, it's it should I think it should work on a ratio and yeah I mean you can always say you can work it on your own or work on it with, with your clan and get more um, so yeah I agree with that as well Okay. All right. I'm going to go to Gritter next lightly, but I'm not short on time, so I can I can, I can definitely pull you in after Gritter. If you're ready and available, Gritter, I'm going to unmute yeah. you. What do you got for me? Can you hear me? Yes, sir.
2: Awesome, awesome. Um, I, If I apologize in advance if this has already been mentioned or asked because I joined right. kind of late mm-hmm. uh, to the stream, but my question is um, I'm thinking something more like um, – if you can bear with me just you know how you know uh you know people refer to the term like peacocking Mm -hmm. and i think for the clan dojo that could be another form of peacock and of course you know us clan members we can see all the accomplishments we have like let's say if someone from my clan got the not forgotten and um it's displayed on the wall for everyone in the clan to see and there could be other multiple people who've gotten it uh, mm-hmm. When someone takes a cursor and hovers over the weapon on the wall, it can show like maybe a small, a poor, appropriated list of uh, all the people in the clan or usernames right. that have acquired that weapon. So like, ooh, I can reach out to this person and say, "Can you help me get that?" And hmm. an additional thing that can do because I'm trying, I'm thinking about world building here, so just bear with me. Um, as, as more weapons are added, as you know, you the clan does more accomplishments. Like the clan could have their own, the dojo could have its own. Uh, page of uh clan triumphs kind of like you know you have to pay the page of triumphs in the in the um in the director mm-hmm. uh you can have the clan can have its own separate page of triumphs it's, the stuff is done you're you know you're filling up the triumphs think the 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 dojo gets bigger and bigger mm-hmm. or think you know kind of like the hall the hall of triumphs yep and then it could be a thing where it even extends to where okay your dojo is one floor but you did so much now it's two floors or yeah. you did more. Now it's now you have two two buildings and it's attaches and then as big as a tower itself, but something, you know, almost like world building that stuff. And then also my final point is you do that and the peacocking really gets in where it's like Animal Crossing where you can I mean, of course we see it looks beautiful, but it'll be nice to show it to anyone that's not in the clan mm-hmm. who may want to you know, just they couldn't, they may not want to join. They just be like, hey, let me see what your dojo look like. You feel like Animal Crossing when you give someone permission. Cause, you know, you just can't, um, you know, go to anyone's island in Animal Crossing. You have to get their permission. And, right. you know, once, you know, someone grants you permission, just, you know, you can't change anything. You can't do anything crazy, but you can just kiss in and then they can come and look and like, oh, my God, your dojo looks so dope i right. see how you decorated it then y'all gotta i mean not that we would have a museum but you know you maybe you can upgrade it to where you have a museum of maybe every certain people in the um in the clan statues mm-hmm. of them that have done the most triumphant feats and stuff you know <laughs> and, right and gold and stuff like that and like, oh my god can i join your clan or they may get the idea and say oh oh my god this is what we gotta do when i go back to my clan and just you know something like that i think that would be that'd be cool what's your thoughts on that
0: yeah I, there's a there's a lot there but i i'm gonna zero in on a couple of things I like the idea of like if something very specific is achieved, it's like it's celebrated in the clan dojo so then people can see, oh I could reach out to that person they're they're one of the seven clan mates that got the not forgotten I like that i think that that could be another way to to create that camaraderie as far as peacocking like making oh, man your dojo looks great. I actually just thought. They could put a snapshot of your dojo like maybe behind you in this scene because your sparrows behind you or make it the background like you go to the clan page and you can like click a button, see dojo and it shows a snapshot. And so you'd obviously have to implement this into the into the the, the roster. So like I went to, you know, uh, I went to just in time and I inspected him. Well, there could be a button over here or maybe I just click on their clan staff or there's a clan thing over here. I click on it and I can see oh wow, they've got this unlocked they've done this, they've done that because yeah, it's, it's seasonal, you know like I said during Season of the Worthy you'd have all this cool war mind decorative stuff on the walls and then every season it would reset and the dojo would get sort of redecorated um, and that could bring that element of peacocking of man, this this guy's got XYZ and that's why I was really zeroing in on uh, shaders and decals and gun decorations cause you might see somebody walking around the tower and you're like man look at that guy's shader it's got like a black dragon on the on his cape for his hunter? Is that? And you inspect him. You're like, oh, he's in a clan. And then you go to his clan dojo page. The ideas we just got from Gritter. You can see the picture. You can see the snapshot of their dojo. All the things they've unlocked. All the things they're working on. And you're like, man. And then you, you try and reach out to them because you want to join. You're like, this is clearly a PvP clan or you know, this is clearly a clan that focuses on raiding. Uh, that, those elements obviously would require a lot of work. And that would be a whole other uh, extension of it, but I do think that if you go into the into the lane of here is a, another way to express yourself and have you know it's decorative, it's vanity as opposed to what we have now with Hawthorne. I definitely think if Bungie's considering expanding upon them, th- everything we're outlining is kind of the direction I think it would go. It's more about vanity items and expressing yourself, uh, and as as Greater said, peacocking. Uh, than anything, so good thoughts, good thoughts from Gritter, I'm going to go to Light Leap what do you got for me, sir? Hello um Hello.
3: hi, yeah, so I just wanted to know for the clan thing, I think my input is that I think a lot of people get that from MMOs like the suggestion also, that were put in the supporter chat for example, and I think mm-hmm. they I think we I think I have the same concern as you that we don't want stuff taking up bandwidth um, that doesn't really benefit Destiny because I mean other MMOs have to do a lot of stuff around the gameplay because you just click buttons right there's no there's no real um, satisfying gameplay like Destiny has with with the environments you need to you know you need to put the shooter in front also I think I could see that happening and that's what I want to ask about is if we're going now into year four and uh, this will now be the focus, Bungie has now developed a proper plan how to deal with Destiny. Do you think we'll see smaller updates more often? So just today I switched to the Hammer Titan, Solar Hammer Titan again, and I just realized it's still weak. And yeah, also rockets, like so many things that could just have minor tweaks, that they could um, just update more often. And this, this also brings such a staleness in this year you know because we basically we know what's strong now it's the um guillotine and you run it forever because we wait forever until other heavies are brought up on par or auto rifles mm. aren't our super strong right so it was jonathan running do you think we're heading into a future where this might be possible or do you think we're going to stay at this slow development cycle
0: Yeah, I mean, this makes me... I immediately think of all the theories I have surrounding how they're able to suddenly bring lots of D1 content over, and my hope would be that that's attached to other things in the background. Like, they're able to do things faster now. Update the game, make tweaks, make changes. Um, I mean, they're disabling perks on stuff, which seems like, why are they allowed to do that now? It didn't seem like they used to be able to do that. They just suddenly disabled the Contender Shells perk, and... um, It seems like maybe there have been under-the-hood changes. Now, I don't know if that suddenly streamlines their ability to test and execute on a subclass change. Because if they overcook it or overtune it, then it's too strong or the identity of the subclass gets confused. It seemed like Luke Smith was really... uh, He wasn't hard-lined on what they would do, but he did concede in his interview after the Beyond Light reveal. uh, His interview, he said, you know, the the supers are very homogenized. A lot of them are very similar. There's not a lot of differences. And Stasis is going to bring all this customization. And he, he he basically concedes that the diamond structure to subclasses isn't that good. And, you know... What if hammers could be good if you had all these build choices to supplement? Well, the super's not that great, but I have all these other things I can do to supplement, whether it's melting point or, you know, ways to make combinations with the solar, you know, uh, what do they call the sunspots? I think if they go back through and they retune a lot of these to not be so pick a diamond and you're done, that gives them more freedom to say, it's not an OP or extremely weak subclass or super. It's a super, and they tune the super on its own, and then everything else underneath it is dictated by your choices and your customization. Whether you want to buff length of super, power of the super, you know all those bubbles that would help. I think with this, I mean, this is something that you uh, are always hammering on. There's just a lack yeah. of devs. There's just a lack of depth, and I hope Stasis gives us a, a window into that because. It's always been really interesting to me that certain subclasses just don't get any play in certain environments at all, and I don't know if, if, if we're supposed to say, "Oh, that's fine, that's acceptable," or are we supposed to conclude that no, you know, that, that it shouldn't be that way? Because I'll give you an example: Endgame Destiny One. You would never run titan slam ever it was like why would you run that in endgame pve you would always run bubble always now hammer started to get play because of melting point and hammer came with taking king same thing with the hunter you would always run tether maybe celestial that's dependent on exotic though you're not going to run blade dancer in endgame pve now so, we might just have to conclude that some tools and abilities just aren't built for end game p v e they're gonna land somewhere else that's that's fundamentally the question usually I would have then is okay hammers are weak and they suck are they are they are they good in crucible is anybody using them in crucible to great effect and if the answer is no then that that's a ra- that's a that's a radar alert that should go off this the lower subclass tree needs is attention. to
3: be fair the lower tree is to be fair
0: yeah I, i've I've heard that the lower tree is really good because you can like throw more hammers and if you make a sunspot you can like throw them faster um I, yeah,
3: it's not only endgame though. I mean, even in running him in regular strikes, if there's an, like yellow bar, it's already like hard to take him down with the hammers. They're actually surprisingly weak, you know. Oh so, yeah, I, I I always feel like there's so much potential for. Um, players to do something else with their time if they get like burned out of doing this normal stuff uh, the, the stuff that's strong all the time right and then you switch to it but then it's still not satisfying because it's actually way too weak I'm not calling for hammers to be useful in like end game content because obviously um yeah as you said might be too complicated to have everything uh, viable it's also maybe not possible but um to give to give players the ability and, and check like like rockets, if you put two in the Mac right now, they wouldn't be still the best for endgame content, but at least it would be fun using, you know? Right. And I feel like there's so much lost opportunity in this game because players are just like, Well, I would like to do something else. I would like to switch to a different weapon just for fun, but I feel like I'm gimping myself too hard. It's 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 just mm-hmm. not it's just not fun anymore.
0: Yeah, it should never that a game full of choices doesn't it doesn't feel like choices if eight out of ten of the choices are 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 arguably terrible. You're like, I'm not gonna run that. Like, they don't feel like choices. Heavy weapons are a great example of this. It, it doesn't there, there doesn't seem to be it's like the illusion of choice. If you go to the heavy weapon section, you basically have uh, a standout sword right now grenade launchers with spike are are okay, rocket launchers are terrible, machine guns are terrible for boss dips unless you're using Zeno, and then what in the world's going on with linear fusions? There's almost none of them. Line in the sand is good in some instances with the right rolls and the right perks. You know, if it's getting buffed by heavyweight and the burn and arc, um, it can be reasonable, but it's just odd that you you come here and it's like, it's the illusion of choice. Look how many freaking swords there are. Look how many grenade launchers there are, and it it doesn't feel like a choice if you actually analyze what's available and what you're genuinely gonna you know generally gonna run. And as you're saying, even if you're just trying to have fun in strikes or the contact public event, it doesn't. It, it again, it doesn't feel like a choice. There's so many options that are just bad. And exactly, I, yeah. I would hope that this year was really light on a lot of those tunings and tweaks, and they they seemed to try to level a lot of things out. They tried to level out grenade launchers. Uh, They tried to level out machine guns because they felt like maybe they were doing too much damage to bosses. Um, Linear fusions, they've tried to raise a little bit, and now you got this one sword throwing everything off. It's almost like they're trying to level out heavies because maybe something's coming it's it's hard to have standout weapons when everything's all over the place. Rockets are terrible. Spike grenade launchers are great. Machine guns are incredible. It's like they're trying to smooth out that curve of power in in the heavy slot. So then they can start raising rockets or in 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 many cases what we're hoping there would be a hierarchy of gear so there is heavy weapons from the raid or dungeon or whatever in year 4 that are truly stand out and amazing. And then it's like I know somebody might say, well, that's that's removing choice, isn't it if it's best in class? That's going to happen kind of no matter what. There's always going to be weapons that become, well, this is the best rocket, or this is the best this. I think that's okay, but if it's attached to hierarchy of, of, of content, then it feels like a, an adequate reward, and then it feels like I've got a lot of different things to choose from. Yeah, that rocket's great. I don't like it that much. I'm actually gonna be using this machine gun instead. And they both come from, you know, the end game. They're both considered adept or aspirational uh, loot. So, I... I don't know I've not thought a lot about this like I, I to, to try to analyze Bungie's behavior in year 3 to come up with a theory as to what they might be trying to do why have you ignored rocket launchers for so long why are there like no linear fusions um, it's great that swords are in a good spot can you raise everything else up and probably they're going to have to I would think tone the guillotine down um, you know it, these are all yeah, questions that I have
3: yeah it's just a uh trying to highlight the problems that I think are really have to be answered, basically, in year four. Um, mm-hmm. They're going to slowly have to start wrapping up on all of these issues. But I also think, and coming back to this clan discussion and uh, in-game LFG and stuff like that, I think people need to accept some form of division of labor. I mean, we have Discord, and it's a fantastic tool, and I don't see a reason why, for example, this should be relegated to in-game. It's going to be worse, I think, Probably because they don't have as much experience. The tool hasn't been used as long, and most people. Mm-hmm. I mean, the only thing that would really come from it is that you don't have to alt tap I don't really, yeah. I, I I really don't see a point in focusing on that instead of focusing on actual stuff like like guns, archetypes, subclass tuning. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Techno says if they tone down guillotine, we go back to exotic heavy. I don't know if I agree with that. I was using really, really good rolls on swords last season, and they felt it felt fine. I had that uh, the the throne cleaver that I I farmed for. That thing felt great in the right circumstances. Obviously, um, isn't it
3: bugged? Sorry, just uh, it, it, I think it's bugged. and Bungie acknowledged it's bugged. You get like double the damage for the for the twirl when you do the secondary attack. Yeah, on the so. guillotine. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So.
0: Yeah, it is. It's bugged. I, that, that's my point. Is and I was being cheeky this morning when people were saying contact events not that bad and then they would follow it up by saying you know just dupe the balls and run guillotine I'm like okay so use a bugged weapon and use a bug like okay <laughs> like um, guillotine got fixed oh they already fixed that bug oh, okay well okay then I would just want to see other things brought up to the guillotine and then obviously guillotine's not always the, the right call there are areas where I use xeno there are areas where uh, anarchy makes more sense um so if guillotine was fixed if the bug was fixed then if it's just now doing really really good efficient damage with the right roll then maybe other swords too maybe come up with other types of swords bleeding sword knockback sword stuff like that um then then look at the other heavies can they compete you know, I feel like swords have have kind of taken center stage. Unless something's far away, you get out Zeno. So, Bungie's got to consi- continue to consider that it's okay to make you know powerful legendary heavies to free us up from using exotics. Um, that's why I had a whole video on like how to fix exotic primaries. It's like give exotic primaries a role in the end game, and then you're gonna you're gonna like the fact that you have a guillotine or a good grenade launcher or that rocket launchers don't suck anymore um because you're gonna feel like no i'm gonna run an exotic primary i'm gonna be on ad duty uh and then i i have a good legendary to make up and still do good dips you know so yeah
3: as someone who just played d1 when in this time when d2 released on console and we were waiting a month for pc Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I really would like to see a time because people say they didn't buy G- Yellowhorn from uh, the galley, right, from Xur, because cause everybody was saying, why would you waste your exotic slot for a heavy? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, I, as a D2 player, I would really like to have a time like this at Destiny where I would basically say this, ask the same question. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right, like get to that place. I I think I agree with you. I I would like that. I, it, it, that's why when grenade launchers and machine guns, when machine guns were strong and then they got nerfed, I was so angry. And then and then grenade launchers were great. And now they've they've reality, they've reassigned their uh, their archetype, so they they don't feel as strong. Um, they're still good, but you know I, I've always always liked being in in what I was doing today uh, when I ran that public event is. I ran Guillotine and the Wither Horde, or sometimes I was running Guillotine and the Ruinous Effigy. That just feels... There's something that just feels good about that. I'm more excited to go play the content when I'm, I'm like running something kind of goofy, weird, or different than, well, put on Xeno, put on Anarchy, put on gallerhorn. Like, I, um, I think it can make mundane content feel fresh, and this is where... You know, even like I said before, modifiers is another way to spice things up week to week. Things like specialists, things like you know uh, small arms, that just makes you shake things up. And that's why I said if there was a con, anytime I go into contest modifier content or really really uh, deltaed content, you know, if it's if it's ten fifty or higher, right? Max is ten fifty. If it's ten fifty or higher, you buff primary exotics. I'm I'm all of a sudden the game feels different I'm running an exotic primary and it feels really really good and it 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 gives the game that fresh that fresh feeling again and I think modifiers are a big missed opportunity specifically for that so that you don't feel week to week it's always run this loadout, run the content run this loadout, run the content you're constantly kind of switching things around and war mine cells were a step in that direction I just think the war mine cell generation rate was too low for the guns and it was too high for tyrant surge so it was really really imbalanced it was you could just make them all day long with tyrant surge and your guns were super inconsistent so if they would have flipped that around I think that would have been the beginning of this idea that you can really create new and strong builds that are not you know run this really awesome exotic you know
3: I mean, g- running Graviton lands on Voidburn and regular strike. That's like so much fun. It, it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's a great example. Of that. And uh, last thing I wanted to say is I'm a German and I made it through this whole time without swearing compared to the Swiss burst. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's right, that's right. We got a good, we got a good German here who, who didn't swear and the Swiss, man, <laughs> I thought better of the Swiss. You know, don't they make really good chocolate? Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> no. Do not swear in German, please. Don't. <laughs> Someone in chat, swear. So, thanks. Yeah, thanks, thanks. for calling in. Oh, no. All right, we we go alphabetical through here. So poor Techno always has to go uh, well close to last or last. What do you uh, What do you have today, Techno?
6: Well, now I got to rename myself to like Alpha or something.
0: So I can go first. <laughs> that is you can go first. That's right.
6: I'll be uh, double A Alpha.
0: There you go. Or just double A techno. You just put A's in the front.
6: Yeah. A's and uh, ones. But I think for the clan stuff, I don't really feel like Bungie's going to update clans through that much because they even stopped updating the clans to have unique seasonal perks. I think uh, back in Opulence, they just homogenized the clan banner perks. Right. So... I feel like Bungie is just going to leave clans as they are for a while, and they're not really going to put the, uh, the sushi here. Yeah, good. They're not going to put the bandwidth
0: there. <laughs> you know, I, I probably agree with you that the, and this was a, the, the, to be fair, uh, a tier two, uh, sub, Asked for this topic, and I think it's a great topic, and I think we came up with great ideas. But as the dust settles and we're done talking and having a really cool like this like back and forth, I'm like, yeah, Bungie's probably never going to do this because it just there. Cool things, but
6: it's not going to really
0: right. It's probably not going to happen. That's why I heavily leaned on uh, cosmetics in my video. It's like if it was more cosmetically driven, it's more likely they could pull that off. They could give you the ability that. Whatever you create on the banner, it just turns it into an emblem and a shader. If it's all automated, it's just another way to express yourself. That's why I heavily leaned toward that because it's like, they're not going to give us a quest or a, or a, as much as I'd love a dojo and everything Gritter said was awesome. I'm like, they're not going to build any of this. It just, it just, it's probably not in the cards, but, uh, I think it's, a I think it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a good discussion to have because this is why i always say if you're going to put something in the game you know make it be excellent and this is why they're probably not bringing back factions either they're just like we can't make it excellent it would just be for the sake of doing it and so it just gets shelved
6: yeah and then there's the entire clan banner never actually being used like anywhere like you, you get all your staves; they're good for nothing <laughs>
0: Yeah, somebody designed those staffs. Like, there's like a there's like a Warmind here, one. It, it, it looks all Bray-tech. There's a, there's a staff all the way back to, like, year one, season one for the Red War.
6: Like, my clan's got all ten staffs so far. And there's nothing I can really do except just go into the clan staff menu and swap them around. There's no benefits. I can't even place my clan flag anywhere to show off the banner staff.
0: Yeah, they're inspired by all the seasons that they landed in. Yeah, I, again, I oh the chal the one with the chalice is pretty cool from season seven. Yeah, th- that's why I'm like, if you're gonna do it, do it. Like, give us give us more with this, or don't even bother. Which I think is giving g- gives some credence to what you're saying. They're just gonna leave it as it is. It's just gonna it's just gonna be a a button that gets reset every season, um, you know, and then you unlock.
6: Yeah, uh, I don't really feel like I get anything from being in a clan <laughs> except for the weekly xp which i don't even do for the powerful i do it for the extra enhancement cores so i don't even care until my clan hits that level right right so yeah and then uh my second part is Mm -hmm. guided games and in-game lfg the player players aren't really going to risk like a slower run Mm -hmm. like people will only have a certain amount of time so if you want to do a really quick garden run then you're probably going to go to the D2 PC LFG where you can say know what to do rather than just have a blind shot in the in-game LFG.
0: I... I'm gonna I'm gonna like speak up for Darksider here because I think he would push back and say that it would give inexperienced players the opportunity to just go in and learn. They're not worried about efficiency. The people worried about efficiency are like the Raiders every Friday night. I got two hours. I'm gonna hop on know what to do, blah blah blah. They set all those stipulations on the LFG. Oh,
6: I got a lot of time. I just don't like spending more than like two hours in a single raid if we just keep wiping on the same encounter because someone keeps messing up. It feels bad.
0: No, I agree with you. I do. And I think we're, we are, if you've had the experience of a smooth raid, it's really hard to go back. It's like, I don't want to have the other experience. And that's why Darksider was basically saying, I think he, this was, this was him speaking. I think there's a lot of inexperienced players that can't use guided games because guided games requires experienced players to fill the team. You could have... Posts in-game, inexperienced players only, looking to just kind of figure out the raid and da 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 I pushed back on what he said, and I was like, I don't think there's an overwhelming amount of people in the game that fit that description. They'd be willing to run a raid and kind of figure it out and take it slow, but they can't be bothered to use an app or a website, but they would use an in-game LFG. I'm like, I don't think that's like a quantifiable group. I think that's a small amount of people. And then you're dealing with someone who i'm not trying to be mean that just sounds like someone who's kind of lazy they're like i don't i don't want to take the time to pull out my phone or go to a website but if it was in game i would do it it's like is that really gonna be
6: go ahead you're a lot more committed to a raid when you go into an lfg app or an lfg website to go and get one rather than just going it looking in game finding a quick team
0: yeah yeah, I think the the accessibility of in game LFG. I uh, sadly, I think it would dilute the quality of the people I, and the teams I, you end up with.
6: I agree with what you said, where I think it's like a, that ship is sailed type thing, where all the raiders who know the raids and do them regularly, I've already just found their way to mm-hmm. raid discords, raid websites, LFG websites like that in general, and they're not really going to use the in game LFG even if it comes out just because they've already found their spot
0: yeah or they would use it and all it takes is one bad experience for them to say oh discord and the websites are better like if you already have a tool that's worked for two or three years for you you might try out this new tool, but if it doesn't work very well, you're like, I'll just go with what's tried and true. Like, in your mind, you already have a predisposition to use the existing tools you've used for years. You're, you're, you have a natural bias against something new. This is, whenever, I, I hate this when websites do this, they're like, do you want to take a tour of our new features? I'm like, no, get the frick out of my face. I'm here to do X, Y, and Z. Stop it. Like, I don't care about your new features. Like, I kind of feel like this would feel like that. It's like, I don't care about your in-game LFG. I have my way of handling that and I that's why I was worried it would be a really really um it would be an empty funnel unfortunately and it, it, as as you said and as I've said the ship sailed it's been too long it's been you know, five years going into our sixth year and I don't think enough people would fill it it would just be it would be not like guided games and how it's set up but it would be like guided games and there was just not enough people to fill it
6: guided games still says beta on it and it said that since like the beta of the game itself when people hover over (laughs) menus
0: it's like fortnite it's forever beta it's forever in beta they
6: they haven't made any changes to it since like they added the emblems in last wish that was the last update to guide the games the only thing they did was add an emblem specifically for guiding people through last wish
0: yeah yeah uh, duh. I think it's time to just get out there'd be more trolls on in-game LFG oh, oh 100% <laughs> 100% you get some guy in your wrath of the machine raid you know screaming and yelling like he's playing tennis you know like that time I did that I, I then
6: there's those raid tickets too which you either have them or you don't and if you queue in and you don't uh, find a match it still consumes the raid ticket
0: oh I have 15 remaining I, th- <laughs> Every,
6: everyone got 15 just for logging into the game
0: I should spend them all and see how uh, how it goes. Like, see, I probably just sit sitting a scientific for study. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, well. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm gonna move, I'm gonna move on to a uh, rain. Unless you got something else?
6: Uh, no, I think that's about it.
0: Okay. All right, Rain. I'm coming to you. I did not mean to skip you, sir. I am sorry about that. What it's, do you got? It's because
7: I'm from Maine, isn't it? You, you coming at me from my accent before? It's like ah, this guy. He's just from Maine. We'll just yeah, this <laughs> guy.
0: Get him out of here. No, it's fine. Go ahead. It's, it's
7: because I, it's because I said spicy frick that one time. Um, that's, oh, that's no, yeah, that's true. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I wasn't actually there for the stream. I was kind of zonks because I work second shift, and I mm-hmm. was like so my my question was actually about the Microsoft uh, thing. So my question is what are what does Microsoft have to gain from having Bungie kind of in their lineup in terms of like game pass and stuff like that? because as we know, you know uh, originally Bungie made Halo, one, two, three, ODST reach. And they wanted to get out of Microsoft and you know they ended up getting into bed with Activision and then for years they kind of always had that back and forth even before D1 had come out there was always kind of a back and forth between uh, Bungie and Activision and once they're finally out Microsoft is kind of just swooping in and like hey we want to work with you again. Is that something that I think Bungie should be concerned about? Because what if they get bought out by Microsoft again, and they're kind of like, ah, crap, all the work we've put in to, uh, to become self-publishing. So I guess, like, yeah. is Microsoft, what is what does Microsoft have to gain from helping Bungie?
0: yeah there's a, there's a lot here so I'm going to start with that that's your springboard question what do they have to gain I've actually said for a long time that Destiny is literally the the quintessential game for the Microsoft platform it's perfect for Game Pass because they deliver seasonal content that they can charge for and Game Pass is a gateway into the game so they're giving people beyond light with Game Pass but then you got to buy seasonal so that benefits, uh, that benefits Microsoft to have a great flagship title included in Game Pass because then People start subscribing to Game Pass and Bungie benefits from it because it fills the funnel with potential consumers of buying the seasonal content. That's a symbiotic relationship. They're both mm-hmm. gaining uh, revenue value delivery items. Okay. Then, beyond that, if you're looking at what Microsoft's trying to really drive home, it's Game Pass and X Cloud. Play anywhere with anywhere uh, with anyone. Destiny is that game. It's perfect for that. The idea that you can work on some bounties, check some boxes, do some things on your phone where you're sitting somewhere, on your Xbox, on your computer. Like you can the X Cloud factor. I think. Isn't necessarily realized yet because not a lot of us interact with it and it's not really part of our normal, um, like thought processes as gamers. That's going to change, I think, over the years. So, Microsoft wants flagship titles to really put that on display. And what better game than Destiny for a game that you can play anywhere and then, and then if they I wouldn't be surprised if within twenty, the end of 2020, or at least within 2021, we get cross-play between PC and Xbox. Like, I, I could see that world opening up, and then that's another selling factor of Game Pass, XCloud, a larger player base of people to play with that speeds up matchmaking, that 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 removes barriers. All these fun things we're talking about doing here in this community, and the people that aren't on PC feel like, oh, I'm getting left out. We start bringing those, you know, breaking down those barriers. That benefits both parties. Now to the second part of what you talked about, how they got away from Microsoft, you know, they don't want to be under that publisher anymore, they just got out from underneath Activision. I can't see this leading to a, oh, whoops-a-daisy, we are now in in a bad contract with Microsoft and it's super controlling and we hate it. Like, I'm not, I don't mm-hmm. think that's going to happen. Um, there's been too much said about no more platform exclusivity. This is the Bungie, I'm sorry, this is the Destiny that we want to build. Um, mm-hmm. This is the game that we're trying to build. So, I, um, I don't think, uh, I don't think that it's going to suddenly turn into oh my gosh uh, I can't it, We we we're, we're stuck in another bad contract I, I the, the real question is what what is Sony uh, what is Sony gonna bring to the table like or what is I'm sorry what is Bungie going to co- sort of broker with Sony because Sony has the largest amount of destiny players so I'm kind of waiting to see, will there be that that stamp optimized for PlayStation 5? Are we going to get that with Sony? If we get that, I think that's even more comfort to people worried about, oh no, they're going to get back with Microsoft and it's going to be bad for Destiny. If Sony gets the same stamp and the same optimization, then I, I, I would say... Um, I would say you don't have to worry about, about that. I'm already not worried about it, but I think we could really, really put that to bed if we said, yeah, I, I mean, come on, they're giving the same treatment to Sony, you know?
7: I would assume that that Sony would get the same treatment, you know, I mean, it's a next generation system, Xbox, you know, they're optimizing it for Series X, and I'm sure they're going to do the same thing for PlayStation, because I'm, I'm a PC player. Mm-hmm. I moved um, back when Cross Save had first come out, uh, I was actually on Xbox since D1 Vanilla, D1 Beta, right. and I, my my group of friends, we had some drama going on there, um, TLDR, it's really dumb, and I, I ended up just kind of stepping away, they didn't want me involved, so I was like, okay, cross it, save us out, before before Shadowkeep, I'll just move to PC. I already owned the game on PC anyways, because I was just kind of like, ah, I want to try it out and see how it goes, and... Cross save came out. I moved over to PC. I've sold my Xbox One. All the games are coming to PC. So, so what you're telling me is like the financial incentives is to like kind of promote Game Pass, which is kind of like the Netflix of gaming is kind of what I've understood it as. It isn't really something that I engage with as I'm kind of picky with my purchases with my games. I'm very kind of like particular about it. Like I've only pre-ordered two other games this past within the past couple of months because i'm just so picky and they're both indie games so um so i guess i don't i just wasn't really understanding the point of game pass Mm -hmm. but so that's the financial incentivization and microsoft isn't going to scoop in and steal bungie again which i'm sure i'm sure deep down they'd probably want to i mean any company that's seeing the growth and the potential that destiny has i'm sure they're like if we could buy bungie that'd be great (laughs) um yeah, I guess my second my second question was we were you were talking about uh, after the Xbox reveal because I did watch you co-stream that I did watch the Halo because I was looking for Halo Infinite because I've become disenfranchised since Five I hated the direction of Halo Five the story was awful the multiplayer wasn't fun for me uh, Halo I think is best when there's a sandbox not when it's based on lethality and enhanced mo- mobility I've always kind of been like a Halo. Uh, like a bungee Halo kind of guy, you know. Um, mm-hmm. but I, um, we we saw the Stasis trailer, and you were talking about there's that scene or that part in the trailer where that I think it was a hunter threw that grenade, and it stuck to the wall, and you create a platform, and you walk on it, and you see those shanks kind of like swarming out, almost like a pack of like mm-hmm. wasps, right? You were talking about that could be like an engine change. Yes. i don't necessarily know if that's an engine change I, to me it looked kind of like a scripted event it mm-hmm. kind of looked just kind of like oh you're in a mission you know they're gonna try to add some flair, and you see these shanks kind of spilling out almost kind of liquidy mm-hmm. i kind of thought that looked more like a um a scripted event more than a change to the enemy behavior and enemy ai i don't know if you have anything to respond to that but um
0: yeah no I do I wasn't necessarily saying it was a change to behavior or AI I was saying the physic the physical movement of the enemies has a fluidity that doesn't presently exist and i don't attribute mm-hmm. it to an increase in resolution or frame rate plenty of people wow. play this game at 120 144 you know 1440 high res and i'm yep. not seeing that sort of fluidity it's like there's a and i i also pointed to the ice particles there's this independency yeah. that they have that they presently right now they feel more rigid they feel like they're mm-hmm. moving along like an invisible you know uh treadmill or something that's like just sort of moving them along and you know lightly disagrees with me he thinks no no no, it's post-processing they're just smoothing over the video to make it look really crisp and smooth and i'm like i could see that from a frame rate resolution perspective of like if they were panning and scanning or they showed the third person of a super and it looked really different or fast i i, I would i would concede that physical movement of objects I, there is something else going on there um jay stubbles yeah posted an image, you know, he kind of poked fun at one of his uh, friends that works in that department at Bungie, and was like, did you guys do something? And the guy wouldn't, the guy gave him like a cheeky non-answer, almost like a, it felt like a wink and a nod a little bit, like, yeah, maybe, maybe Mm -hmm. not. Now, they didn't say anything, they didn't didn't break any rules, they basically wouldn't answer him, which I I don't expect (laughs) them to, but again- (laughs) <laughs> if it fit. I don't know. It felt like a wing and a nod. Like they did something at engine level. So if if there yeah. is a um, if there is a if if there is a, a difference in movement in the game, mm-hmm. I don't attribute that to higher resolution or higher frame rate because no. we we've, ar- we've already seen yeah. the game at higher frame rate, higher resolution. And it doesn't mm-hmm. look like that to me.
7: Yeah, it doesn't look like anything that has to do with that, uh, frame rate. It definitely does look like a different animation. I was just thinking that it's a scripted event and not necessarily a change in the enemy patterns and how they m- will move typically in the world. I feel like it's just a, an ability, kind of like a new thing that they, I guess they've upgraded. Not an ability, wrong word. Um, I think it's probably just something that they've been able to do now that they probably upgraded their their engine. Because I don't think it's a new engine. I don't think they're going to use slip space. That's where I kind of disagree with you on. I don't see them ever like switching to slip space. Maybe Unreal if they ever. You know maybe but i don't see well, them doing slip space
0: <laughs> it, i mean this is good input in chat justin time says i don't think Lodo's ever seen a tv with motion smoothing soap opera effect that's what's happening in the trailer i have seen that uh because it makes it look bad I, it was it was one of the lord of the rings movies i was in a best buy and i was like oh this looks terrible it looks mm-hmm. weird the reason that that's why I don't think it's what's happening is it's just the shanks in the background it's not the movement mm-hmm. it's not the frames it's not the pl- the players panning scanning jumping and i don't see i don't see post processing soap opera effect motion smoothing it's back in yep. the background of the footage it effect- I when agree. i saw when i saw that soap opera effect It affected everything, the camera pans, each individual character's movement, the guardians that are jumping in front of him, the the movement of the player, none of it looks like that. Just the shanks, just the ice particles. Like When the players are moving, slamming, doing their supers, all of that that we see in the trailer, none of that feels like a weird, glossy, smooth post-processing. It's just the ice particles and it's just the shanks that I, I don't know it feels mm-hmm. too separated from everything else to be like oh yeah that's just a, that's just a post-processing thing i don't know I, we're yeah, just seeing I we're seeing it differently huh? is all
7: yeah I, I agree i think it's i think it's just something new like a new animation you and me i think are on the same page i don't think it has anything to do with post-processing or frame rate or graphical fidelity it's something new that they're able to do where the shanks are almost moving almost kind of in a liquid kind of motion it's kind of strange i was watching it when when you were going over it i'm like it is different but I, i it's just it's not anything to do with frame rate i just think it's something maybe they're able to do now with scripted events now maybe they've upgraded the engine That's why i wasn't really sure where you were coming from but now that you've kind of like Mm -hmm. talked about it more i'm like it's probably just upgrades to the engine that allows them to do better scripted events instead of just coming out of the black empty walls you know that's so weird you go into a world and you just see like the black (laughs) darkness that you can't go into i'm like what's in there? Is that something that the Traveler did? Like,
0: what's going on? Well, and and Ink Toxicant is, I think, maybe adding to your theory that right now Shanks move dot to dot, and those Shanks are moving, Mm -hmm. like, in a fluid motion, and what you're saying could pair with that. It's like, we've come up with a way to script the Movement of an enemy to make it look more fluid. And that could, I think, come from an engine update. Again, hear me out. I'm not saying it's a brand new engine at Slipspace. I'm saying that's one possibility. I think the most likely, they already had a planned engine upgrade for D3 and were maybe getting some of those elements. Now, Darksider said he thought if they do an engine upgrade, it'll actually come later. It'll come with Witch Queen, and that'll be when they leave behind old consoles. That's also a possibility. I yeah. I still think when they say there's a new version of Destiny Two that's optimized for Xbox Series X, I think that comes with engine upgrades that's going to add some of what I'm seeing as increased fluidity of movement. Not a brand new engine, not Unreal or SlipSpace, but a, but an upgrade mm. so that they could, as you're saying, maybe just do better scripted events, maybe do better physical you know physical movement. Lightleaf says you know when you bust off the tank leg right now, individual metal pieces fly it's the mm-hmm. quantity it's the quantity of those little ice pieces that really makes me feel like something different is going on i think they had planned engine upgrades and that we're seeing i think we're seeing evidence of it mm-hmm. in that trailer
7: what i'm what i'm thinking is you're talking about the or series x thing what i want to push back on is i don't think that the series x version is talking about like i think the engine upgrades are just across the board what mm-hmm. i'm thinking that series x optimized means is kind of like they're basically pcs right so they're more powerful than the xbox one and ps4 so what i'm thinking that series x optimized mean is better frame rate maybe hopefully better fov i don't think it has to do with engine things i think it has to do with just purely hey you get better performance and better graphics on series x and we've optimized it for this system so i'm pushing back on the oh it's an engine upgrade specifically for this version i don't think that's the case because i'm pretty i'm i'm not certain but i know that um I think, uh, yeah, Bungie said in the Beyond Light uh, trailer, or the Beyond, Re- Beyond Light reveal, Mark Noseworthy had stated that there's going to be, I think, intergenerational cross-play, I think, beginning this year, but then in 2021, they were looking at doing cross-play across the board,
5: like mm-hmm. with,
7: you know, PC, Xbox One, PS4, um, Stadia, if anybody's playing on that, which basically, the Xbox reveal killed that because of xCloud, yeah. Um um, but what I'm pushing back on, the main point is that I think the optimized for Series X and then eventually optimized for PS5, I'm going to just say it right now, there will be one, I'm sure, I'm certain. It's just better frame rate, better graphics, that's all. I-
0: I'm I appreciate your pushback, but I think they had the option to say what you're saying and they didn't. They didn't say we're going to be releasing Destiny 2 optimized for Series X. They said we'll be releasing a version of Destiny 2 that will be optimized for Series X. I I don't know. They're very careful with their language. That feels intentional to me. That feels like They've made significant changes. This has been great. I, unfortunately, <laughs> I I didn't think we were going to go this long. VIP call-ins is longer now than traditional Q and A, and that's a good thing. We want more people calling in. Yeah. If you're listening to this, you're like, that was dope. I want to call in and debate Lono. Pick VIP or above and get in here. So thank you, uh, Rain. I'm gonna I'm gonna move I'm, move. I'm always
7: happy to be on here. Yeah, so. I hope you're doing well, Lono. Take it easy, brother.
0: Thank you, sir. So if you're listening to this, you're like, man, that was dope. You could go to sntrpresents.com to get to the Patreon or just go to YouTube. Uh, no com brings you to my YouTube. And click join, pick VIP tier or above. This is one of the things we're trying to add as a benefit for VIPs. We're going to do VIP game nights as well. We're going to start it off. We're going to kick it off with Fall Guys uh, next week on Friday night. So thank you so much to everybody who called in. The fact that we're we're having a flip in the content where VIP call-ins are getting longer and probably uh, more engagement than the traditional Q&A, that's really, really cool to see. So thank you guys that have been calling in and doing that. Obviously, if you're listening to this content elsewhere, we want to have that live engagement. But thank you so much if you do listen on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, all those other locations, uh, you can find the podcast SNTR Presents. As always, please like, share, and subscribe.